Early Bird Chat is recorded from my weekly live stream on my YouTube channel, where members of the audience are invited to either join the panel or join in the comments to discuss current news and events, along with other general topics of interest in a long format discussion. Welcome, one and all, to the Early Bird Chat. And now, here's Gizzard Gary. Well, good morning, everybody. I guess that was uh, a heck of a start to the show today, but uh, welcome one and all to Early Bird Chat number 156 on this last Sunday of October, October 30th, 2022. Welcome one and all. So uh, we had a late start this morning due to, well, I'm still employed and I happen to be on call, so the phone rang about about 15 minutes before the show started, and I'm like, oh, great timing. So anyway, uh, we got a late start going on here, so I apologize. So uh, let's see who's been waiting out there patiently. I see Tactical FUD Buck is out there from the state of Arkansas. Good morning. Kingpin is out there, as is Krabby Turtle. DJ Play Nice is out there. Uh, going down the list, 500, Magnum is in the audience. Also, Ozzy Orsborne barking already with homemade sausage, egg, and cheese muffins for breakfast. Wow. That's uh, a pretty good start. Chris Lang is out there, as is Jacob S. Uh, Block 9 is in the audience, as is 2, Live Moo. I also see Brian Bridges and PA Reloader in the audience. Uh, Reloading from the Hot Pot is out there. Uh, Ghost Tacticals out there saying he wants his money back. I'll give every bit of it back to you, sir. Uh, Constitutional Carpenter is out there. Uh, Lazy John is in the audience. Uh, Tony York is out there this morning, as is Keith Gregory. Uh, the Great American Breakfast Tacos and French Fries is in the audience. Wow, let's see who else we got out there. Reloader 762 is in the audience. Hopefully, I haven't missed anybody. If I have, my apologies. I see DJ Play Nice has put up the banner. Member for 18 months. Really, has it been that long? Well, thank you so much, DJ. Uh, I appreciate that. So anyway, I have a panelist this morning, and let's welcome aboard Single Shot. Good morning. Good morning, my friend. Hope all is well there with the uh, with the phone call. If I knew a little bit more how to step in there for you, I'd have filled in for you for a few minutes. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know how to do that. And, I almost went ahead and started the show and let you gab with everybody for 15 or 20. If I get another call, you may have to cover for me. So, Not a problem. If if I say I'll I have to out. run, hopefully you're good to talk for a few minutes. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm just getting my day started now and getting ready to fuel this beast. Yeah. Head on over towards Muncie and... Uh, get uh, ready for tomorrow's delivery and i am officially retired yes you told me that earlier but yeah. this makes it official since it's now on the youtube so congratulations to yes, single shot on his retirement i will be following you shortly here 
About a month uh-huh. and a half. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> month and a half. I see Vanessa Kitty is in the audience. Good morning, Vanessa. We've got 19 people out here watching. I know some of them may have gave up and went away, and hopefully they'll come back. But uh, I understand. I normally like to get this show started promptly at the top of the hour, so yeah. uh, I don't like it any better than you did. Uh, Tacos French Fries <laughs> says, take me with you. Uh, and congrats, single shot, on your retirement. Uh, Vanessa thank Kitty you, says, you. I just stay semi-retired. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, Reloader762 says, retired, still working. Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. DJ that's says, what I'm doing right now. DJ yeah, says, congrats on a retirement. Well earned, single shot. Hashtag millions of miles. Well, literally yes, millions sir. of miles, I'm sure. 35 years, yeah. I probably you got keep track of that? time or two there. No! You, you don't have any idea. I wondered if you had a spreadsheet well, somewhere you kept track of how many millions of miles you'd driven over the years. 13. That would be interesting for sure. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you it's a, it's a it's a thousand or two for sure. Oh, yeah, I imagine. What's the most amount of miles you've done in one day? One day? Yeah. Let's see. Back when I was owner-operator, I ran under the old laws of uh, the uh, 10 hours driving, 8 hours break. I used to run by myself and ran over 1,000 miles in one day. Well, (laughs) I... uh, I get questioned about that a few times, (laughs) but if you run with a 71 mile an hour truck and you run a full 10 hours of driving and you finish up in the afternoon, go turn in early, get your uh, your eight hours of break, get up and get going again, you can do that. But I'll tell you what, you put your backside net drive a seat and you stay there you don't fool around hmm so uh let's see 500 magnum says i have a very long time before retirement i'm only 26 uh diesel vanessa says trying to squeeze in two retirements more before age 80 and Jacob S. says, single shot, congrats on retirement. Uh, Tara Smith's Kitchen says, I have a pumpkin pie video out. Cool. Hello, Tara. Uh, yeah, tacos and french fries asks, does anyone know if it's true our diesel supply is low? What's that? 337420. And let's welcome the gun snob to the panel. 17. Yo. What's up, gun snob? Thank you. I'm driving. Where are we going? Home. I'm living down in southeast Oklahoma with my... On a Sunday. Wow. With my side by side with a bunch of guys that work, a bunch of contractors and a manager of a lot of contract for. Well, I hey, see. Hey. 
I see. What do you say, Snub? Oops, sorry, Gary. <laughs> going to say, I see Mr. Guns is in the audience also, so we got both snobs in hey, here. I didn't even call her this morning to wake her up. She's going to be mad when she finds out I'm already on my way home. Yeah, she <laughs> is. Now she knows already. I still got like a three hour drive, three and a half hour drives. Ah, I see. I'm not going to be home until 12.51 p.m., according to GPS. DJ says 26 is half my age. Wow. You're still young. Yeah. Now, uh, there was a question earlier from Tacos and French Fries. Does anyone know if it's true that our diesel supply is low? They're saying it is. And uh, I could say one thing. I'm glad I got a good bunch of people in here. Because if this thing goes down and they reduce the amount of diesel that's coming out, things are going to get probably in the range of twice as bad as what it is right now. Because <coughs> what a lot of folks don't realize, America moves by truck, but it also moves by train. And what does uh, the trains burn for fuel? Diesel fuel. Oh, they're, they burn electricity. I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't hear that. Say again? I said they burn rainbows and electricity. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that is they totally... That electric, un- I, I think they think that electric just comes from nowhere. Those yeah. trains used. You know... They charge it. The, bat, the battery vehicles are totally unve- unfeasible. I'll tell you why. Many reasons. One of them being the expense and limited accessibility to lithium. And uh, the uh, expense of building a vehicle that burns that stuff. Just an FYI, it's been tried in this industry already. Freightliner tried to uh, to do it first, and their their unit was autonomous and had several accidents. I heard rumors that it was uh, involved in a couple of fatals. Volvo, which is another company, went ahead and did it. Walmart got the uh, got to deal with the first truck but here's the problem with that that tractor runs well over a half million dollars now some of these outfits including my own cannot afford tractors that expensive so you're gonna see a major change with the companies that are in-house carriers and a lot of the independents are going to go out because they're not going to be able to afford those kind of trucks, those kind, that kind of money. So we're caught between a rock and a hard place if this continues. Right now I'm paying almost $6 a gallon for this fuel. So I'm going to have a fuel receipt here 
for probably pretty close to seven or eight hundred dollars. So, you know, I my company's gotta pay it at first. But then it goes down the line and goes to the consumer. So, like I've said before, anytime that there is any in, increase in anything that has to do with the transportation industry, it gets passed down to the consumer. It's the way it is. Okay, so we have had a few people come into the chat. Grim90 is out there, as is, uh, let's see who else. I'm in Grim and Forever. Yeah, the Reaper. <laughs> the Reaper is alive. Of course, it is about Halloween, so the Reaper should be coming out. Uh-huh. So Mystic Gun says, uh-oh, I better wake the boyfriend up and get him out. Yeah, you better do that. <laughs> Let's see, now Tara Smith's Kitchen says that backside in the driver's seat just staying there leads to health problems after a few decades. Back, weight, diabetes, high blood pressure, and extreme risk of blood clots. Get out and walk. Yep. Jacob S. says, can just barely hear a snob, as always. (laughs) The uh, fuel receipt, folks? 127 gallon, $723.84. Congratulations. So, uh, Vanessa Kitty says, My family tree is full of truck drivers. Uh, and Abby Finnegan is out there saying, Hey, y'all. So, hello. Hey, to Abby. Abby. Vanessa says, Who can afford a $100,000 or a $50,000 vehicle? <laughs> it's going to be more than that, I can tell you. And Jacob so, so says, my generation. Yeah. Jacob says, my generation can hardly afford to pay off a house. How can we afford new vehicles? That's true. Well, Tara says, this... uh, used trucks are 100K, new 120 to 180. Without specialized, it's up from there. Yep. Uh, 500 Magnum says, I couldn't afford the tires on that vehicle. Wow. Get a fuel receipt there. 2,800 to 3,000 for a set of drives. So, Drucifer is out there. Hello, Drucifer. 500 Magnum asks, Gary, have you ever shot 3840? I have not. I'll bet single shot probably has. No, I haven't. You have not. Vanessa says, yes, the tractor trucks are way north of 100K. One. Thank you. Block 9 says, I heard there's only one month left of diesel. I hope that's not true. I hope not. (laughs) That's a problem, if so. A big problem. I gotta get my dinner here. So, uh, Anyway, 25 people out there in the audience. We've lost the gun Good snob. You get the uh, pork chops. What, yes. Mashed potatoes, great. Well, while, uh, while Single Shot gets his uh, food order in here, let's go ahead and read through the chat. Uh, Tara says, I've owned five trucks, don't want another. It's not if, but when it breaks down. Tired company can pay for it. 
uh, constitutional carpenters all said also I heard less than a month on diesel. Um, and old Crankman is out there. He says, I've got a 1960s Eureka Model 550B canister vacuum, and my friend says it's nearly impossible to find. Probably so. Tara says, we get within one month supply on diesel a couple times a year. It usually doesn't make news. Oh, okay. Uh, Lazy John says, horses and buggy going to be pulling those hauls soon. I certainly hope not. Chris Lang says, never owned a new vehicle. I bought a 2015 in 2020 within a month of getting it paid off the engine leg go. That's no good. No good at all. And single shot, if you're out there, I muted you for a second while you placed your food order. So go ahead and turn yourself back on when you're ready to talk. Uh, Clover Tech is out there. He says, yeah, I heard days, but who knows? Hard to trust the government and the media and elections are soon. That's true. That is true. Uh, Warsaw Patriot is out there this morning, and he says, Hope you and Single Shot are having a great morning. I'm at work. Just want you to know it's always good to hang out and talk with you guys. It's been great. We always enjoy having you. So, uh, yeah, Abby says, I never trust a government. Um, Vanessa Kitty says, 2005 Ranger. Nearing 300,000 miles. Just put in a new alternator. And looks like the gun snob is back with some rain. Nah, it's just fog. Just fog, okay. I just came over the top of a mountain. So I'm now headed back down. And your volume is awful low. You want me to pod it's you up cold. a little bit? I guess. I don't know why it isn't. See, there you go. I'd put you all the way up to max. You'll probably blast us out now. He <laughs> probably. Yeah, thanks, Gary. I was going to suggest you do that anyhow. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think. I was kind of interested yeah, in what but... you were going to eat, but. <laughs> <laughs> I got my dinner. Um, yeah, that's good. Uh, Jacob says, I was lucky and got a 10-year-old used vehicle with less than 30,000 miles from a neighbor. That is lucky. That is lucky. (laughs) Uh, Constitutional Carpenter said, newest truck I ever bought was a 2001 Tundra in 2012. Still driving it. Yeah. Do I sound Uh, any better now? Yeah, you do. I put in both AirPods, so maybe that'll be better. I turned your volume all the way up to on my end, so that should help. So, uh, Tara says, during the fuel shortage in 08, maybe 07, I mixed kerosene and motor oil to make diesel to get from Rawlings to Cheyenne. Expensive tank, uh, about one in six for motor oil mix is different from fuel oil. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jacob yeah. S. says, I've already put 15K or so miles on it in the last two and a half years. Uh, what? 15, That's all? They're going to say 15,000. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that would be a whole, little over That's half not- a year for me. <laughs> almost a monthly thing for me. 
Reloader762 says the primary reason for the diesel shortage is that we no longer import 700,000 barrels a day of refined product from Russia, and we can't make that up. We can, but it's going to take a change of government. So Abby says, newest vehicle I've owned is my BMW, and that's an 06. Hmm. Glock 9 says, one of my buddies just turned one of his Glocks into a 50 caliber, I think, from Guncrafter <laughs> Industries. Spent about a thousand, came with new slide, new barrel, threaded barrel. A 50 caliber Glock. 50 caliber? Yeah, I saw that kit. It's just a, uh, it's, it's just a little bit bigger than a 45, actually, the, bullet, the case and everything. I don't think Must it's be big. 50 AE. No, it's not even 50 AE. It's a, uh, what the crap is it? I don't know. It's not a very hot round or anything. Yeah. Uh, Two Live Moose says 2019 Silverado just rolled 22K. Well, you're getting it broke in, finally. Okay. <laughs> hey, Gary. All these people that don't drive just amazes me. It's just, that'd be so awesome. <laughs> yes, single shot. This is a 2019 Freightliner Coronado. Yes. 33,420. Wow. And I've just about 95% of that is mileage that I put on it. Ozzy says, I'm still driving a 2003 Dodge Durango. <laughs> uh, PA Reloader said, had a Ford Focus and had 238,000 miles on it. Hit a doe on the way home from work. Totaled the car. When I got oh, home, my doe tags were in the mailbox. <laughs> Damn dear. <laughs> Love that, car. Oh, man. Wow. Uh, Clovertech says 50 GI. Yeah, yeah. Ah, okay. Ah, okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember what it was. Oddball Wildcat. So, Tara Smith's Kitchen says three-bedroom home, two cars, two Harleys. I can retire a few months after I die. <clears throat> ah. uh, Defense Dad's out there. He says, I see gun people. And Mario Mosin is out there saying, hi. Hey, Mario. Oh, let's see. <laughs> so, uh, Vanessa says, I bought the Ford Ranger in 2017. It's a 2005 had 69,000 miles, now has 255K. Wow. Yeah, you've done some driving. Yep. I put over 200,000 miles in that old Nissan I traded off this spring. Y'all are just babies. My Ford work truck, completely worn out, and it has almost 400,000. It'll roll 400,000 before I get it something different. It's got 387 on it now. They last a long time. Take care of them. Mm-hmm. Boss man will change the filters and oil on this thing. Service it every 15,000 miles. Me. 
Oh, you're breaking up a little bit there, buddy. Yeah. Uh, while we're waiting on that, let's see. Tara says, I put 1,400,000 on one truck I owned. Also got 1 million mile safe driving award from landscaping when I was leased on there. Oh, yeah. Congratulations on that. Abby says, 169,000 miles on my Bella, my 325i. Uh, Chris Lang says, I'm waiting on the Chevy to get to 223556 and I'll make a video. Heck yeah. <laughs> be a good video. That's a good one. <laughs> Let's see. I gotta go back a ways and see if I can find some. I'll have to remember that when the same turns 358, 429. There you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. 500 Magnum says, my truck is a 1999, almost as old as I am. Uh, gun Websites is out there. 15 thumb up. Good morning, everyone. Mm. Good morning and thank you. Uh, Vanessa, I bought a Plymouth Neon in 95 in June. I have 71,000 miles by December. It began with three miles. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, started defense, out at 13. <laughs> defense Dad says 2014 Chrys Chrysler 300, 79,500 miles. And Chrysler 300 is a nice car. Ozzy said, I was going to retire in 2023 until Sniffy F things up. <laughs> yep. Did a good job uh, of it, too. Vanessa said, I was driving from Maine down to Florida and back a lot. Yeah, that'll put miles on a car. That's for sure. That's a long drive. Gee, I wish I'd known you was going into Maine. I'd have met up with you. Heck yeah. I'm planning on retiring in 2083. Yeah. I won't be around when you do. 2083, you'll be over 100 years old, man. Yeah. Uh, Tara says, I put 1,400,000 on just one of my trucks. Oh, that's the same thing I read before. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's see. Reloader762 said, 489K on my 1993 S10 that was made in Canada. Wow. wow. That's phenomenal. Uh, Jacob says, I've only driven to work in my vehicle. I haven't gone on any trips or vacations in it, so I can save up to pay off my house faster. There you go. That's pretty smart. Uh, Clovertech says, I retired in 2016. You guys are slow. I'm getting there. Give me another <laughs> month and a half. I'm, I'm out by then. Uh, I'm 66. Then. I'm going to enjoy it when I get there completely. I can see, I can see what the retired people do. Yeah. Uh, but I'll still be here. That's for darn sure. I won't. I wouldn't know what to do without the people here on the, on the live streams and stuff like that. So. Uh, and Snob's gonna try it again here. At least sideways. Look at that. Oh, there we go. Shaking his head. I'm almost out of the mountains, so I should at some point keep service. I'll be in the evening pretty soon. Uh, let's see. Uh, 500 Magnum says, when my mom got a new truck, she left the old beast that is my Mitsubishi. 
Uh, Vanessa did one retirement in 96. Mm-hmm. G-Web says, I started taking road trips for vacations at 18 with my extra money. Still bought my house, maybe smaller than it might have been, but I have seen 30-plus states and had adventures along the way. I'll bet you have. Oh, yeah. Abby says, I'm only one-fourth the way to retirement at this point. Well, don't don't rush it. Old age comes soon enough. Yeah, don't rush it. <laughs> that ain't anything you want to wish for. <laughs> no, not in any speed. No, because it'll come. Oh, I've had I... I've had an awful lot of adventures and an awful lot of fun in the time I've been working. So, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to retirement, but I've got a lot of good memories to look back on and stuff like yes, that. Sir. I'm just looking forward to trying to figure out how to live off the government, so I don't have to work. Well, I'm going to try to get <laughs> some of my living off the government. Let's put it that way. Yeah. But I'm probably getting back money that I paid in to start with. So. That's right. I don't think that really counts. I want to be one of these people that, you know, get everything they have from the government. House, food, phone, everything. Yeah. Let's see. Defense Dad says, I heard Gary has aspirations of becoming a Walmart greeter. I don't know who told you that. <laughs> But it is true. No, it's not. Uh, He's going to walk out there. Would you like a buggy? You need a buggy? Here, you want a sticker, young man? Good Lord. Uh, Uh, Vanessa Kitty says, I've been to all the states except five. Uh, I came the other day. I've only been to 28, I think, where it was. Alaska and Hawaii, the only two that I ain't been to. Jacob S. says, I would say half of my high school classmates have all gone overseas for month-long trips. I can't afford to do that. Good Lord, no. Well, I I can't either. Uh, Mike White says, good morning. Talking about retirement, I'm going to work till I'm 70, and that's in 11 more months. Wow. Uh, Vanessa says, when I drive out to visit New Holland Brewing, I will be visiting those five states. Yeah, sir. Uh, G-Web says, don't put all your fun off to the end of the story. That's good advice. Have fun along the way. You Absolutely. never know when something will happen and you can't. That's right. God, that's right. Good Lord tells us straight up, you are not guaranteed the next hour. No, I've had plenty of fun along the way. I'm looking forward to having more, but I won't say I put it all off until now. That's definitely not true. That's right. I'm afraid when I retire, I'm not going to be able to afford to go do anything, so I better just do it all while I'm working. <laughs> well, you think it's going? Yeah, you're on the right track, Snob. Yeah. Snobby and I being so close together, we may have to pool resources just to mm-hmm. stay around. Of course, by yeah. the time he retires, I'll be like 100, and, 100 years old. And... You're going to be older than that because I'm going to be 99 by the time I retire. So. Oh. <laughs> 500 Magnum says, Gary, what is your favorite gun movie? Mine is Pearl Harbor. It's my favorite movie, period. Mm, Favorite gun movie. There's so many (laughs) gun movies. Yeah. Uh, Quickly Down Under is the only correct answer. (laughs) That was a good movie. We talking any movie with guns in it? Because that opens it up to a lot of movies. Oh, yeah. Um, I've already told you the only correct answer. 
There's only one correct answer. One that comes to mind for me is Gran Torino. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, that's a good Clint Eastwood movie. You've got to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, it's Gran not Torino a Western, but he sure handled some guns in that movie. <laughs> They're pretty <laughs> funny spots in there. Uh, let's see. Chris Lang says, want to thank everybody that have, may have seen my video about Grandpa Stevens Buckhorn 22. Woke up this morning and saw it had 1.2K views. It's only wow. been up for three weeks. Well, congrats. Good deal. Good job on the video. Get that uh, kind of viewage. It is. Now, Abby says, favorite gun movie is 13 hours. Uh, Clovertech says, it is weird. Since the pandemic started, I have seen zero door greeters at any Walmart I've been to. Mm. Yeah, that's true. I don't see greeters anymore. We still have them at all the Walmarts I go to. Really? I don't know if there's so much greeters or if there are people wanting to check your receipt, but they still do the greeting oh, too. Oh, yeah, we've got those now, look. You mean yeah. the people stand there and let you walk right by and don't even look at you? Yeah, yeah, but usually they're the ones that they usually, at least in ours, they usually pull out the buggies, too. I was going to say, I don't make eye contact with them. It's like, you're going to no. have to grab my card if you want to see what's in there. <laughs> if you don't trust me to check myself out, then you shouldn't have somebody up there. You're standing right yeah. there, literally a few feet from me, watching me use the self-checkout, mm-hmm. and I have a receipt in my hand. If you don't think I almost always refuse to go through that. There's cameras <laughs> right there. Yeah. If they want to check. Oh, the I camera don't, over the top, it alerts it. I don't steal stuff from Walmart. I spent over two hundred dollars yesterday for stupid crap at Walmart. Including a certain you knew. including a certain suitcase somebody said I needed to buy. Oh so, <laughs> snob. So I, it's not my problem. If you want to take swag home from Shot Show, you better buy a big suitcase. I did. I did. Uh, G Webs has joined us. Good morning. Good morning, G Webs. Thanks for listening to the YouTube Better coming in. So if you're driving, you go to Shot Show in North Vegas, um, a little bit north of where we normally stay. A little bit north of there in Las Vegas, there's a place called Mons, H-A-M-N-S, and it is literally one of the best circles I've ever been to. It's one of the lot circles. And uh, if you need something like a truck of bags or a cheap surplus, a real surplus, and sometimes a couple bags for six bucks, or like a lot of this, all those things. But we found a big trunk, and it's a big hard case that goes with a foot locker. You know that's called foot locker? Except nowadays, foot lockers are made of like, G-Webs, I'm picking up a lot of static on your audio, yeah. and you're coming in really Auto. weak. I don't know if you're well, on a different mic or what. Okay. Feedback there, too. Yeah, it sounds like you're opening some plastic bags in the background or something, almost. It flipped my mic. Is that better? 
That's way there better. We go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's way better. I don't know if it's service. Now I got you. Let's see. He says, we still have greeters at our stores. Okay. Uh, Vanessa Kitty says, Alaska, five years in Hawaii on a C5 during Desert Storm. Okay. Hmm. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but if I'm somewhere, like I'm visiting somewhere, I have to go on errand somewhere across town. I think we got like three or four Walmarts around Tucson. Like, I'll go to the other Walmarts just to see their clearance thing, see if they got anything interesting or if they've got something that one of my other Walmarts doesn't have. Because they all kind of stocked a little bit differently. But that's where I've noticed that the the greeters are still there, like, not as consistently as they used to be. But they'll be there. And um, I think it's just one of those roles where it's like, if we don't have enough staff, then that's the one that gets, you know, same with, like, the carts. You know, it's like, we'll only have that if we have the extra staff and there's somebody standing around. That's quite a city there, Tucson. I've been through there many times. I've got one of my favorite truck stops out there I'll probably never see again but I used triple to T. love to stop at that triple T oh yep. god that place is unbelievable and yeah, we eat there all the time and you if you're hungry you better be hungry if you order something to eat in that restaurant now, I don't know when <laughs> the last time you went I've through there with a yeah when's the last time you went through and, okay they bought baby model uh, now looks like the 50s diner like for the longest time, I would have said, you've been there, you've been there, period. Like, it hasn't changed. Yeah. You know, in a nice way, it's fine. But it's just that they decided to throw some money at it, I guess, and turn it into, like, a, you know, the 50s diner kind of theme of a truck stop. Oh, but, like, man. like in yeah. the future, it's all flashy and nice and clean and everything. It's all right. Yeah. Food's still, like I you say, though. Still... It's a real truck oh, stop. Is it? Like, yeah. Even truckers are leaving with a to-go box. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um Fettuccine Alfredo that they used to make there. God almighty. I, I could get two meals out of that. I always took the remainder with me when I when I when I ate there. So for people that don't know, Tucson has I ten go through it and it kind of j comes in from the west and then goes out through the north because Tucson yeah. is a curve in I ten. So um there if you go through Tucson if you drive here, you're, you're driving on I-10. You can only come here from I-10. You can leave through I-10. Unless you're going to Mexico, that's it. So yeah. that restaurant we're talking about is pretty much on the curve. So if you come yeah. to Tucson, unless you happen to get off for gas and get back on, by, it would be pretty difficult to miss it. You're going to see the restaurant we're talking about. So Jason Stewart says, time? Jason Stewart yeah. says, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Either way, they were half hour late. That's <laughs> probably true. Uh, let's see. Ozzy says, Gary will be the first armed Walmart greeter. I doubt that. <laughs> uh, Clover Tech says, is Pearl Harbor a gun movie? Hmm. Well, I mean, the guns, or the planes all had guns. Yeah. yeah. Bending Ballistics is out there. What is up, you tactical turkeys? Mike White says, I don't think I'll retire completely, but go down to two or three days a week. Yeah, I'm just doing this this dedicated. That's all I'm doing nowadays. Jason Stewart says, best movie at close range. With 87,000 IRS agents, the good news is none of us get to retire. Every time you lend somebody five bucks, we got to fill out an IRS. <laughs> PA Reloader says, I'm going to retire in the cemetery. Uh, 500 Magnum says, Scarface is my second favorite movie. Pretty Jake, awesome. 
Jacob says, Saving Private Ryan, Midway, and Fury are the first movies that come to mind when thinking of gun-related movies. And Jacob's... I've been around a lot of these conversations about gun movies, and back in the day it was like, always heat. You know, that was always everyone's number one. Like, there's so many I mean, more that's a pretty movies. good one. It is, but I'm just saying for the longest time, that was all there was. Like, it stood alone, and now there's a ton more. Jacob S. says, I've never met a Walmart greeter before. What is that? <laughs> used to be an old man that would stand out in front of every Walmart, and as you'd walk in, he'd say, welcome to Walmart. Yeah. You need a buggy? Here, you want a <laughs> sticker, young man? He used to have a little smiley face sticker they gave to the kid. Oh, yeah, I remember those. <laughs> but, it, it, yeah, I mean, they have a warehouse building, and for a while that was new. People don't think about it, but that wasn't always norm, right? Like, normally you had a regular store, and there would be people who were, what do they call that at a, at a hotel? There's a name for that. But they'd, they'd kind of pay attention to you as you're walking in, mainly because if somebody walked in looking around like they needed something, be right there for them, right? Make sure that they don't have to look forever in this big warehouse store. And I think because Wall, Sam Wall was such a, he was from Arkansas, right, like a local guy. I think he just appreciated that type of environment, even in a big store, right? And for the longest time, that was like their, one of their, they took pride in the fact that they put an extra employee there just to make sure people had somebody to help them as they walked in, just in case they, you know, I just need something I need to get out. Like, oh, it's over there. Yeah. So they're just they're just saying hey to the people that don't need them, but every once in a while somebody walks in and is like, oh, where's the blah, blah, blah? And they can go, oh, it's right over here. Yeah. Where's the bathroom? Well, old, oh, it's right down over here to the left. Like every one. Old yeah, Sam a, Walton would turn over in his grave. He knew it was, it was a completely different place when Sam Walton was alive. Oh, yeah. you better believe it. Remember the Made in the USA? You come yes. in here, anything you buy yeah. is Made in the USA. That was awesome. Oh, man, that's been a while. So, uh, Vanessa says the combat TV series in the 60s is the first gun-related show I remember. Uh, Jason's got to go back to work. Check back in on you later. Have a good show. Let's see. Uh, let's see. If you're at work while you're listening to the show, is that better or is that worse? I guess so. Uh, let's see. Reloader762 says John Wick 1, 2, 3, or 4. Clover says, I have still never seen any of the John Wick movies. Got to watch those one Me day. either. Me I either. No, I haven't either. <laughs> They're, uh, you know, remember you've seen like a, um, um, what's his name, um, Jackie Chan movie? Mm-hmm. Okay, so if Jackie Chan, if you were going to have a movie where somebody just karate chopped people and went around, you know, being a police officer, that'd be one movie. And then Jackie Chan is like an extreme movie with a lot of extra flash and jumping around and everything that's sort of like wick it's like a regular well it's not a regular cop movie but it's like a cop movie where they just t- tune that up for the gunplay up to like to uh J- jackie chan levels of like intensity or absurdity whatever you want to call it i i don't like them as much as other people i like them but nowhere near as much as other people 500 Magnum says, I'm a huge fan of the Resident Evil movies, except Welcome to Raccoon City. Triggerfish45 is out there, by the way. Defense Dad says, I'm on day four of Rona confinement. I should watch John Wick today. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Chris well, Lang people says, that like, can do a poll, people that like Wick versus Reacher. I just found out about a Reacher TV show I'm going to start watching. Hmm. Have you Jacob's, seen Reacher? Anybody seen Reacher? I have not. 
No. Reacher is a different guy. Um, what's his name? The the Scientologist guy. He was Top Gun. Who's oh. Top Gun? Tom Cruise. So it's oh, Tom yeah. Cruise, and he's running around uh, being a, kind of a CSI or whatever they're called for uh, the army, I think. So he was sort of an investigator, lawyer guy for the army, and 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 he kind of comes in and solves problems and then leaves, and he's kind of angry. But it's a uh, kind of like a born type of thing. It's not. There's gunplay in it, but nowhere near as exaggerated as the John Wick type of gunplay. But it's a uh, more of a John Wick mixed with a mystery. Kind of the same era. They all came out at the same time. They've been coming out at the same time. So Jacob S. asks, here is a question. Have any of you seen those gates that some Walmarts have installed in their stores to force everyone to go to one entrance and the other is an exit? Eh, kind of, sort of. I've seen some. I've seen some to where when you come up to them with your cart, they open up in front of you. It's inside the store, but you have to go in one side and out the other. Claremore put those in, and so did Owasso. And then all of a sudden, here a few months back, they're gone. I guess they, yeah, kind of, they like weren't them. that great. I don't well, know. They took them out of both the two Walmarts that I go to that had them. I've seen them at some of the, like, what do they call the, the small Walmart that's mostly a grocery store? It's neighborhood seen market. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's because those are in more neighborhoods where the Walmarts are kind of out on the side of town. You have to drive to it and that kind of thing when they're right in town. I think that's a more of a shoplifting thing, right? Like funnel people, they can't well, run know, in the wrong way. Right after they put those out, I went in Walmart one day. I mean, Stacy did, I think, anyways. And I was just going to get a couple things so we didn't grab a cart. And I went back to get a cart. And if you walk up to them on the backside, I mean, I didn't even have anything in my hand or anything. I just walked up to them on the backside. There's an alarm that goes off. Quite a bit. Yeah, just because you're trying to go in the out, in, out the indoor. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. All I wanted was a cart. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get too worried because a lot of that is just the, the stores don't care. When I worked at a Barnes and Noble, there was all this stuff, and they basically would sit a new employee down and go, "Don't ever touch any, or don't ever talk to anybody who's stealing. Just let them steal and leave them alone. You're more important than whatever book they steal." I mean, that was a, a Barnes and Noble, so the most important, the expensive thing is probably twenty dollars at a time. But I think that's the attitude of corporations. Like stuff doesn't matter. Lawsuit from you matters, so don't touch them. Leave them alone. So they put that stuff up as theater, I think, for, for dumb criminals. But real criminals know that they can just do whatever they want. Nobody's going to bother. Yeah, I don't like shame. the situation, but I think that's how corporations have decided to deal with it. Yeah, so. they had to pay for it in the first place, you know, and then they turn around and let somebody do that kind of stuff. Well, it stops every little kid or every, like, person who's never stole something before because they don't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then that determined criminal who's going to do it anyway, they just by having that, they don't have to have that one person on the staff who tries to go up and stop them and then gets right. cut or stabbed or pushed over or something. Plus, just seeing violence in the store, I think, is one of the. It might, I mean, I don't know. They never said this, but I don't think Barnes and Noble ever wanted to have to deal with any incident or confrontation in the store. They'd rather lose yeah. any amount of money than just have that person leave than have anybody in the store go, oh, I'm never going back because there was a fight there. Because Barnes and Noble, at least people encouraged to just hang around and stand, you know, read yeah. all the books before you buy them and stuff. So people are constantly in that store just hanging around. Yeah. So I see Rob D is out there. Uh, let's see who else snuck in here. Devil Dog 17013 is in the audience. Uh, 
a lot of discussion about uh, different TV series and stuff like that. And then there's a side discussion about calibers. We're talking 40 Smith and Wesson and 10 millimeter, 44 Magnum, the typical, you know, caliber wars going on out there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, John Z Project is out there. Let's see. Let's see. I'm trying to get caught up. I'm a few minutes behind in the chat here. See, John Z says, Morning again, everyone. I'm getting ready to get out. Hope to find an affordable washer-dryer combo today. Hmm. Clovertech says, By the way, in two weeks, we will be in Tulsa for the biggest gun show in the world. Yes, we will. At least I will. I didn't know that John Z was looking for a new wife. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> he left it laying there, I figured it. He did. <laughs> but yeah, Wanamaker is coming up. So, uh, and on the Wanamaker weekend, I will probably actually do my Foul Territory show just in advance. I'll probably do it a day early because I'll be in. I'll be in Oklahoma on Friday evening, so. And there's an important reason it has to happen. There is, yes. It's not exactly a secret, but. Oh, uh, John Z says I'm looking for my next divorce, trying to catch up to Gary. Well, ah. you got a ways to go. You got a ways to go, buddy. <laughs> Let's see. Abby's going to be back in a few. Got to run some errands. I know a few minutes back, uh, Jacob had to run off to church. Hopefully, we'll get everybody back here. Uh, Devil Dog 17013 says, The best caliber for a defensive firearm is the one you're willing and or able to carry. Or the one you have on you when you have to defend yourself. That is so absolutely true. Can I go back to time? In the end, have a gun with you, for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go back to John Z. Uh, those dryers and stuff. I don't know if it's like, it, I got, Missouri's got to be like Arizona, where, where. Let's watch him get a ticket, I guess. Yep. This is our plumber in front of us, and I've been keeping up with him. Of course, he's a plumber, so he's independently wealthy. Yeah, but they always tag you, tag the last one in the line. Well, the thing is, another one, the contract, <laughs> another one of the contractors are right behind me, so. <laughs> and he was in the left lane when we met him. Rob D says, cheapest washer I found recently was at Home Depot. Uh, Reloader762 says, don't buy a Samsung washer and dryer. They are garbage. I would say that they're... Uh, um, people don't realize that, but belts break and like things get clogged and they shut down and then they sell them. So I would say, look at used ones. I know I'm super cheap anyway, but appliances are the biggest rip off ever. Unless you really need a new one for some reason, like you're going to see it somewhere or your wife cares about yeah. that for some reason, like you can get a used one for $35 because people, especially if a place has a bunch of them, they just, they can't inventory them. They need to get rid of them. So if you're just looking for an actual unit, I would check out the used places, used um, used appliance places in town. Yeah. Online, on, uh, e- uh, not on eBay, but, uh, oh, what is that, Face- Facebook, Facebook Marketplace. Marketplace and yeah. stuff like Dude, that. Dandy Dime at a local car place or a 
convenience store because somebody's going to be doing that in a you know a lot on the side of town or you know someplace in town. And uh, again, so many people get rid of an entire washing machine because of belt breaks, and then that person grabs it, puts a new thirty-five dollar belt in there, and sells it to you for a third of the price because they got it for almost yep. nothing. Well, a lot of those people that they, I know a guy who does that or did that is actually dead now, but anyway, he used to do those uh, washing dryers, fixing them and stuff. And he would get, you know, a lot of times people just give him one because they buy a new washer and dryer. Because their dryer went out or their washer went out, they buy a pair. Yep, and they and they think they're going to have to pay to get rid of it, so they give it to the person just to get rid of it. No. Yeah, they're so. I easy got a direct drive washer. That thing works really well. I like it. No belts. Refrigerators are very easy to fix too. I mean, refrigeration stuff can be a pain. You have to know some pressures and garbage, but almost never have to do that. In a refrigerator, it's almost always just a sensor or a fan that goes out and starts it to ice up. You do a quick search online. There's a couple of sites that'll show you all the manuals for everything. Talk to somebody who's done some repairs before, and you can go grab a $35 part at the store and fix a $700 refrigerator. Yeah. Now, Clover says... Clovertech says washers and dryers are pretty easy to fix, too. You can get parts online cheap. Belts, heating elements, and sensors are the main things that go bad, and any of those are like $10. Yeah. Now, Ozzy says, I finally figured out the leading cause of divorce. Marriage. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. That is true. Not all, marriages ended, not all marriages end in divorce, but every divorce begins with a marriage. That is a fair point. True. Just say no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I finally learned. But it took me a while. But I've been 13 years marriage-free. So I'm proud of that. So, <laughs> so uh, let's see. We are... Sounds like well yesterday into... people were asking Honda how long he quit smoking. So you go to like MA meetings or what? Yeah, I think so. We are into we are into normally what would be our number two, although really we haven't even been an hour into the show yet because I got a late start. If you're just now coming in, uh, I got a call from work right before the show started, and I was probably about thirty minutes on the phone trying to get that resolved. So did you was, tell them you have a show to do? Yeah, they don't seem to care. Strangely, it's like thirty minutes <laughs> and then call you. Maybe. Like, hey, we got the it was a big important thing. Yeah, I'm gonna get that in the mid November, no problem. Yeah, I gotta that, do my own call stand still for a few more weeks and then I'm done. How's Six your MacBook going? What's that? How are you liking your new MacBook? Uh, real good so far. I can't say I've really put it to the test as far as, you know, doing video editing and stuff, but uh uh, I like it real well. And still, there's some things I haven't loaded on it yet that I'm finding out at the most inopportune times. Oh, yeah, you didn't load this yet. Or files I left on my other machine. It's like, oh, crap, I'm going to have to fire it up and copy that stuff over. Aren't, aren't apples where you open the new one and you just push a button and all the old stuff comes to your new one and you're ready to you're just do it like before? 
Uh, it would have done that. I could have done a transfer from one to the other, but I didn't have them on the same level of the operating system, so it couldn't do it, and I didn't feel like oh. waiting for that. So I just told yeah, it to please. back up, restore from the iCloud, and then I took care of it from there. But that would have made it a lot more painless if I'd have done it that way. Yeah, see, when I went to it, I had, you know, of course, I've been using PC, so I didn't have that privilege. Yeah, if you have a MacBook and you get another MacBook, it gives you, it says turn them both on, and you can literally just copy all of your settings over from one to the other. Hmm. And, uh, I, you know, I probably should have done that. Let's see. Mystic Gun says, I don't recommend marriage. I do recommend divorce, though. <laughs> wow. Uh, Bending Ballistic says, divorce is, ex- divorce is expensive because it's worth it. I've heard that. Uh, uh, Nicole Chaffe is out there. Says, hi, humans. Hello. Are we humans? Are we? Uh, semi-human. Uh, Tara says, uh, getting ready to leave. Uh, Devil, Oklahoma tomorrow. I don't want to go. I'm going to throw a fit and pout. Don't think it'll change anything. It hasn't worked since I was two. Nah, I don't <laughs> think it'll work. Ozzy says, I was married twice. 28 years free. <laughs> Clover says, I'm just killing time at this point. About 45 minutes before I can order some pizza. Oh, I wow. thought he was saying with his marriage. I was like, good lord, that's yeah. brave. <laughs> uh, G-Web says, you order when they're open? Pro tip, wait at least an hour. They use up all their night before's ingredients on the first orders of the day. <laughs> so, working in restaurants at night, you know, you've got a bunch of chopped up green pepper, chopped up whatever for your, you know, stuff that's going to go on the pizza. They're, right. they're going to chop that stuff and then have some left over for the, you know, at night. They're just going to wrap that up and put it in the refrigerator. And then in the morning, they pull that stuff out first. So while they're getting everything freshly chopped up for the rest of the day, those first orders are getting last night's stuff. So I just, that's when I, I mean, I'm just, whatever. I've been a restaurant person. I, that's when I, that's when cross contamination happens. Technically, that's when the people are not paying attention the most or the potential for the cross contamination with raw chicken or something kind of thing. So I just, mm. I never go to a restaurant when they first open. I let the crew wake up and get their bearings. And then, well, that's true. You just got to worry about church crowds and stuff. But just as a general rule, I just throw that out there. You know, there's, there's kitchens are just like anything. They got to get up and get running. And I let some, I let the first orders go to other people. I try to do the same thing when I go to eat breakfast at a restaurant. I don't like to get there right in the morning. Yeah. A lot of times, first thing in the morning, you've got people that didn't show up and they're scrambling or somebody's running late. Oh, yeah, good point. They're getting their crew together, unless they're really well-oiled. I mean, you go to some of these pancake places where they're just used to getting slammed every weekend, and then it don't matter. Like, you're getting premium service right off. Yeah. Now, 500 Magnum says, y'all make marriage sound terrible. Hmm. For good reason. It can be if you end up with the wrong one. Yep. Yep, I know all about it currently. She's still out there. <laughs> I I don't know if she's still out there or not. We'll find out here in about thirty. Yeah, seconds. we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, and you'll find out in about three hours. Hey, snob, you'll go home and you'll find all your stuff out there in the lawn. That nah, wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> 
So Clover says, I guess with marriage, some people just get lucky. Now, that's absolutely true. I know some people that's been married 30, 40, 50 years and everything. I'm very happy for those people. I didn't have that experience, but uh, (laughs) not saying it's not possible. Um, Let's see. 500 Magnum says, I've never been married, so I don't know. Uh, Bending Ballistic says, retired life is pretty fun, Gary. I've already been bored for three weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Rob D says, 70 plus percent of marriages don't work out, so they say. I think I'd be on the low side. (laughs) Really? Chris Lang worked at Pizza Hut for two years. I've seen things. Yeah, I've had family work at Pizza Hut. I've heard things. (laughs) Oh, really? I've... I guess I don't know anybody that's worked at them, but they never seem like the kind of place that would be crazy, but I guess any place can be crazy. I had a nephew that was an assistant manager here one time. I've known Evidently, people a up. lot of food gets sent home with employees because people order stuff and never come to pick it up and stuff like that. So there's a lot of free pizzas leave at night. Well, we used to have a oh, trick when we had friends in high school that worked at Mazio's in town. We'd call with a fake number and, you know, fake name and order what we wanted. And then, uh, you know, a little before closing time. So two hours later, an hour later, whatever, whenever they closed, whoever was working at Mazio just brought the pizza home with them. You know, they just keep it. Nobody ever showed up to pick it up. So they just take it home and we all meet and eat pizza. See, that's where if you're managing a place, then that's exactly what'll happen. Like in a million different variations of that, right? So the best thing to do, in my opinion, and I've had definitely had people come, you know challenge me on this one, but I think you have at least one or two pizzas that you give away to your crew every night, and you just make it like whoever mopped the fastest, whoever made us laugh the most, or whatever. And then that way, there's none of that really. Ha- you cut a lot of that off because people know oh, yeah. there's one, and they can get one tomorrow if they didn't get it today. And they also give them some reason to kind of have some fun incentivizing the, the night's work, mm-hmm. especially when it's drudgery type of stuff, you know, cleaning and that. So we have a $1 super chat from that bearded guy. Thank you very much. Uh, wow. But it reminds me, when I was in high school, we had this uh, Mexican restaurant about two miles outside of town. And uh, we had friends in high school that worked in the kitchen there. And they told us to stop by close to close time. So we would come around 1045 because they closed at 11 at night. And when they closed the restaurant, they had a bunch of food left over in the kitchen, like, you know, leftover taco meat and stuff like that and lettuce and everything. And they would literally put that stuff in go containers and bring it to us because they had to throw it out. And, yeah, we'd sit there and eat free food. (laughs) Ideally, you've got... It, you know, in a big enough place, it's got to be worth the effort. But in ideal, since especially in the places where it all the town kind of shuts down at nine or ten, you can get a, somebody to drive around or a couple people drive around and collect a lot of that stuff, and either bring it to like a food shelter or a, like a food shelter for people or a animal shelter for critters, and you can repurpose a lot of that because that's I mean every every store is doing that, and so much of this stuff is pre-made. You can heat it, but you can't reheat it. It's already been kind of reheated. So they are throwing it away. A good manager will have figured out and tuned in so they're not throwing too much away. But I think there's a lot of opportunity there. We're a super rich country, and we throw a lot of that stuff out. And oh, yeah. you'd be surprised how often there's uh, 
people doing that kind of thing already because especially for like feeding pigs and stuff it's yeah. cheap it's like you get you feed your pigs for nothing as far as i'm aware yeah. in most places with restaurants nearby well i've known several people that manage restaurants and they're like you know you never know how much of stuff to make and when you predict it you're always wrong no matter what yeah. so you're always going to have something you have to throw out you could be very good and you're just going to have luck or what's it murphy's law hit you right because sometimes you're going to be under and then you're screwed one way or the other. You know, like you're screwed there. But if you're screwed on the other side, you know, you can only wrap so much stuff up. Yeah. You know, so Clover Ted said, someone say Mexican restaurant. Guess I will take this opportunity to say hashtag Tulsa Mexican food sucks. <laughs> Man, it's not going to let that know. It's only been to two restaurants, I think. You got to go to a lot more. Than and they food. both suck, I guess. <laughs> yeah. There's well, a lot of chains them, there, but we always st- see it was for years there we stayed at hotels all the time, so everybody was near the chains. But there's got to be real restaurants that if we would have known to go to. One of them he's referring to was in Claremore, and that was kind of the snob's fault. But. No, it wasn't my fault. I said I haven't eaten at this <laughs> restaurant in years. <laughs> I said I don't know if it's any good or not, and they all said, "Oh, we're gonna go, we're gonna go." I was like, "I don't want to hear it," and I hear about it every time. Are they still open? Because I'm staying in that same place. It actually burned down. Oh. They had a big kitchen burn. It burned down and they rebuilt it all. Oh. And now it just opened back up. I think it's under new owners now. So Defense Dad said, my first cooking job was in a Mexican place. After closing on Fridays, we got two free drinks. I was 17. It was awesome. And I worked in the kitchen <laughs> in a bar one time. That was definitely something that if you enjoyed it, you could you could retire there. You know, like that's a that's a gig, being a bar cook. I bet you it's the same as a truck stop cook. I bet you that's something you could do for a long, long time. Uh, that bearded guy says you all should try California taco trucks. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Y'all have food that. trucks? Is that a, that's a thing everywhere now, right? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. not in the small oh, town yeah. where I live. Oh, okay. I used to get uh, shot. I missed our Camboree with yesterday, uh, and they were lined up on the road. Are there any? Some Mexican food from a. uh, Call them a roach coach out here on the road. And uh, I always used to get their uh, breakfast burritos. Man, you better be hungry. (laughs) Them things are about three times the size of a regular burrito. And they're reasonable too. Yeah, very good. At least it was from this this one guy anyway. So I want to say hello to Mr. Knives out there who says Taco Taco. Hello, Mr. Knives. Back in the olden days of gun channels, Mr. Knives would wake up on a Sunday and open a room, and then ten people would jump in and just share the link. And I don't know how many years. Some of y'all experienced that. And then yeah, uh, he would just disappear and never be seen. Yeah, but the room kind of open the room and kind of on your honor. Here you go, and that's where I'm pretty sure that was Sundays if I'm remembering. It's been a while, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure it was Sunday mornings. And then uh, that's where we got Yoder Texas dropping in the link to uh, come and talk it. And those chats would run eight hours, so he'd turn it on, and eight hours later it would shut off. And either he would pump another one up sometimes, or Pink would come along and pop one open in the mornings. But that was sort of the origin of the long conversations focused on guns but not with a script or anything yeah they normally didn't have any kind of moderators or anything on there it was just come in and talk about whatever 
Well, we literally didn't have moderators. You couldn't delete nothing on YouTube back in the day, right? Uh-uh. So that was it. Like you just, yeah, you you do that by having community. Community would like you'd have a community of people. I'm just going to generalize it. They talked about revolvers, and another community talked about semi-autos, right? And they they their people were welcome to jump back and forth. But if you cared about one thing, that's just where you hung out. And I just don't think there was as many. Bot, well, there was no bots, I guess, technically, unless I'm forgetting them. I don't think there was bots, but the no. people that would be called like trolls or something, I think they just didn't, they'd figure out they didn't have effect in some communities and they would just move on. So we didn't have to have a moderator like we do now with the bots and yeah. stuff. Really. Yeah. yeah, they'd get bored and leave generally. I mean, it still yeah. happens now. I don't think people are, maybe I'm missing it, but I don't think people are deleting each other's posts very often. Moderators are mostly get rid of the bots nowadays. Yeah, mm-hmm. or to or to, un, or to re-click somebody who got butt clicked. That's about the most bot, or moderators are really in the room. So we've got a lot of discussion about taco trucks out there. I was going to ask about since getting back to gun shops. There's mm-hmm. quite a few gun shops that I've experienced just kind of randomly in my in my travels where the gun shop will have an affiliation with a food truck. Like a good customer brings the food truck there on Saturdays or something, or for special events often, uh, or they literally are just parked in front of the gun shop all the time. And then if people want to get the hot wings, they're at the gun shop. And if people are at the gun shop, then they can get some hot wings, right? And it kind of is mutually beneficial. It gives the, the food truck a place to kind of be permanently based. Now, if there's an event, the food truck isn't there because they're not doing their event, what the food truck is all about, but kind of to be, uh, what's the word like you know where they anchor would be at a gun shop does anybody else or does anybody have one of those local like say, i can think of probably 10 examples that i've experienced just randomly finding them but it must be a thing because i've like i say that's if i've seen 200 gun shops that's five percent of the gun shops i've been to or something right like that's a it's not just a maybe maybe it's a coincidence but i think that's enough to be a trend right so is there other people out there that have a food truck associated with their gun shop I mean, it makes sense because look at every one of our gun chats turn into food chats. So we're apparently all food guys if we're good guys. Oh, yeah. And you know that any gun shop with any customers probably has at least a couple of restaurant owners, if not a food truck owner or whatever you call that, you know, food truck person that uh, I haven't seen you know, has a customer. There's a couple of Lowe's and Home Depot's around here that have, a, that have food trucks in front of them all the time. Like one of the Home Depot's has a little hot dog cart thing. And they have some amazing bratwurst. So. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know if that's just uh, I don't know. Sir Shot, did you ever have a, a Tucson hot dog, a Sonoran hot dog? No, I don't recall. I have. Okay, because that's like the thing out here. If there's going to be a hot dog truck, it's going to be Sonoran hot dogs. They put all kinds of stuff on them and make them you know, Sonoran or huh. you know, mayonnaise and coconut or I don't know. Can't pineapple. I don't know. They do weird stuff. Put it on there. I'll tell you one thing that I've had off that, that same uh, food truck that I was just mentioning. They make a coconut lemonade. Uh, I don't know exactly how they make it. Man, that stuff is good. I used to get uh, a large glass of that stuff every time I see that food truck. And uh, I've never had it anywhere else. But boy, is that stuff ever good. Now, Clover Tech says, my LGS is also an authorized dealer for Green Mountain Grills. 
So every Saturday there's something on one of those smokers. You never know what, but either way you're going to get to eat. And Buck is talking about Krispy Kreme donuts. Uh, Krispy Kreme's all right until you've had a chance to try some Hertz donuts. Isn't that right, Snob? That's exactly right. <laughs> uh, Defense Dad says, when I sold cars, we had a food truck that would show up every day from 10 to 11. Half the staff or more ate there daily. We called it the gut truck. Great food, though. Now, Rob says, a guy I went to school with made a food truck. Last time we spoke, he was still in the hole from building it three years ago. It's not going so good for him. I've got a real good friend I went to school with. She has a pretzel truck, or it's actually a trailer, but she does pretzels. But she does, like, pizza and some other stuff, too, but does a ton of events. I think she's doing really good with it. Her pretzels are amazing, and they're huge pretzels. They should have uh, gun trucks that would, like, stop in Walmart parking lots and stuff like that and sell guns. <laughs> I mean, I, got, I can go to a certain Walmart here and buy machine guns out of a trunk, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Can I get two boxes of forty five and can you Cerakote the slide on this gun? Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, how about, you know... Gun shops with a drive-thru where you could just pick up, you know, get short orders of ammo and stuff like that. There's, I've been to, I've seen drive-thru gun shops. Really? Yeah, a gun shop liquor store type thing. <laughs> That's quite a combo. Now, be on your <laughs> drive-thru. I want a drive-in gun shop where I pull up and they come out and deliver it on roller skates. That's what I want. Oh, like a Sonic. Yeah, we're going to call it Super Sonic, though. I don't know. I don't think it took off, and this might have just been a prototype thing, but I remember a place, you know how, like, an oil place is? Like, it'll have a garage door on both sides, and you drive through an oil change place, Mm -hmm. like a quick oil change place. Mm -hmm. So it's that kind of building, and they, and I think it was up north somewhere when I was a kid, and so the idea was that they would close the doors when it's cold out, and you would wait in line, like, an emissions place. Anyway, you drive into the place, and then instead of being an emissions place or an oil change, it was just a convenience store everywhere. And you never got out of your vehicle. You just said, you know, I want this and that and the other thing. And then the lady ran around, grabbed it, and gave it to you, like a Sonic, you know, at your door. But then you just drove out the other garage door. And then when it's nice out, they just leave the doors open, and people just come in and drive in. They bring the stuff to your door, and then it's like twice the price as a regular, you know, so it's like four times the price as a Walmart or whatever. But I I guess that didn't catch on. I don't think has anybody ever seen anything like that. There's one in Jay that's very similar to that. Oh, really? In where? In Jay, Oklahoma, you drive through it. And it's J-A-Y? A, it's, yeah. yeah, J-A-Y. Mr. Hey, you just got pegged. <laughs> yeah, I've seen him before. He even turned on his radar, though. He's got a very good hiding spot. So, Chris Lang says, we have a pond slash liquor store that sells guns. Uh, Honcho Fett's out there in the audience. Um, Sports World actually has a cafe in it. Do they? Mm, Yeah. I've actually never eaten there, but they do it in the back corner. It's pretty nice. Hmm. Guess I never noticed when I was in there. Yeah. Right behind the knives. It's got a little room back there. 
Oh, you've been to that place then, Gizzard? Yeah, uh, Snob took us, <clears throat> last time we were all together there, he took us in there so we could actually see the place. It's just as good as advertised. It's a pretty neat little shop. Doesn't look that big from the outside, but it goes back quite a ways. It's so nice. they still got the big safe? Yeah, yeah it was sitting by the right front room. when you Defense Dad says, Shields here has a cafe, pretty decent food. Well, you could, spend a, you could spend a whole day but at Shields. Shields everything. Yeah. So excited we're could, getting one of those. I'm just excited. Oh, yeah? Where and you could ride the Ferris wheel, too. Where will it be? They're tearing down the old Sears in Woodland Hills Mall at 71st. They're by where that Spring Hill Suites is where they stayed the, a few times. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like kind of just down the road from in there. Yeah, I ended up getting all turned around in that mall trying to turn around. So that's cool. I'm Well, I got bits and pieces of that, but I think I got the gist of what he was saying. Uh, pretty close to where we stayed that first time we were there in 2018. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, Ghost Tacticals out there says, Morning Cluckers. Morning, Ghost. I think Snow's back now. I hear road noise. We missed a little bit about what you said. Road noise too bad. No, the road noise was fine. It's just you you were trying to talk a few seconds ago and we lost quite a bit of it. So. You'll be back here in a second. You're in the mountains of Oklahoma or something, probably. So. Anyway, let's see. It's 10.43 here in the central time zone, and we have 29 people out there in the audience. So thank you. Yesterday's pomade just showed up in the audience. What's so, your EBC number this time, Gary? I'm sorry? I say, what's your EBC number this time? Uh, 156. Six. One, five, six. Yep, we've done this a few years now. Uh-huh. I think this is the fourth year. So next year will be our fifth year of the two shows. So, wow. yeah, been doing this a while. Yeah, we got some people putting those hashtags in now. We've got 11 people entered in the drawing, and it's still 15 minutes away, so. I got to get mine in. I'll be right back. Okay. So, uh, I was just thinking of something. When you're uh, doing a show and you've got, like, a whatever, create a writer's block or something, you can't think of a topic, especially when you do shows on the regular, that can happen. Um you're doing a show. Somebody else did a show 156. Go to somebody else's show 156. You know, see the topic, and maybe that's a way to, you know, jump. You know, create a easy way to grab a topic. Just go to like Clover's season 156 or whatever. Go to whatever. Somebody's got a series going and look at their show 156. 
take the topic or not, you know, don't like the topic, go to somebody else just to see what that topic was. But that's a way to topic hop. Or if you just need a short break, like if you need to clear your throat or something oh. like that, or if it gets really quiet, sometimes you can do something like this and maybe do a promotion. GearWebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at GearWebsites.com. It's always nice to have those promos out there. It helps out other people, and it gives you a little bit of a, a few-second break to do whatever it is you need to do. That time, I just played it just for effect but definitely i put that strategy it is and also i put the link out there so remember every friday is free patch friday at gearwebsites.com it's also a great place to buy super cool stuff so don't forget that if you want to be cool if you want to have cool stuff gearwebsites.com is a place to start that's where i started my patch collection and look how it multiplied over the years. So you only have to buy a few, and then they multiply. <laughs> and we're doing the patch uh, trade today. So if you want, we have uh, patch sets that are random, and grab them, and then we're going to go live after a while later on today, and yeah. uh, let people trade them. I just uh, put, put a chip out. I just put up my number five patch panel in my in my office slash studio yesterday. And starting to put some spare patches on there. So, yeah, my little... I started with a little 8x10 picture frame that I bought at a... uh, Like a Goodwill or something like that. I bought some felt and I glued onto it. I made my first patch panel that way. I think I had four patches. That's how my patch collection started back in 2000. 17, I believe it was, when I first knew that collecting patches was a thing. And uh, I got three or four. And uh, it took a few weeks, but then I realized that wasn't going to be big enough for all the patches that I now had. So I had to buy my first panel. And before you knew it, that was full, and I bought my second one. And yeah, now I'm up to five. So So here's my question. So you've had time and you know you're aware of them you got your own patches you got friends with patches right you go places and patches mean something to you more than just a commodity like you know some people are looking for like an orange patch or i want an orange patch that's got a bird on it right and then other people like i just want a patch that shows off a brand that i like but you're picking up a brand a patch that might include all of those but then also you got it and it means something because that was the third day of shot show that year or that was the NRA show that you went to or something, or that was TriggerCon, right? Like something like, you know, that brings back memories of the, where you obtained it at. Yeah. Um, oh, so yeah. I was going to say what's cool is when you get more and more patch panels, because as a, pan, a collection grows and you're looking at it, if you, because some people don't put it on a wall, I get that. But, uh, you know, if you are and you letting the collection grow, one strategy is to just keep putting the new patches on new patch panels all the time so that the, in other words, they never get moved. And then another option is you go, okay, I've got a small patch panel. I got a medium patch panel, a second medium and a large. And now I'm about to add the new patch panel to the mix. I'm going to pull off a bunch of patches and make my small patch panel, like the people I know or the places I've been or something. 
And then the other patch panel will be all the ones that are like military or something. And then the other patch panel is all the ones from SHOT Show or something like that. So do you take them down and resort them? Or do you just kind of keep adding to the thing and they stay where they, they land where they stay as, as they've been obtained kind of thing? Uh, started out, they just landed where they stay. But as time goes and I get more and more, I'm starting to arrange them in certain groups. Like I have my gear websites patch panel, and that is completely full of stuff that I got from gear websites. Uh, you can't buy the embroidered ones anymore. I'd get another one because, quite frankly, they won't all fit on there. But uh, uh, that was one theme I went with. And then I've got one that's got most of my friends you know, other channels that I've collected patches from, and I'm going to eventually dedicate one whole panel to just those patches. So it's going to be kind of special to me, and then we'll go from there. But uh, there will always be one that will just be, you know, the most recent patches and stuff like that, and then maybe they can find another place to live later. Well, that's kind of cool, like a, like a temporary holding zone for the new right. patches that come in. That gives you a chance to figure out where to sort them. Exactly. I, just buy a new patch so I don't know how everybody... Everybody's going to do it a different way. I think you have patches. Patches are things you enjoy. And it might, in my case, I like to share them with other people, which is why I give away so many. Because yeah. I look at it that maybe I'm helping other people build their patch collections. Kind well, of like really patches were dumb. So sorry, <clears> but I mean, really good. Now I'm like, oh, I gotta have this patch. I have this patch. Well, I had fun. a nice collection before the fire. I lost a lot of my real nice ones there. I had a big embroidered uh, American Eagle, and that one. I don't think I've seen it anywhere else. So if I was ever able to replace all of those patches, unit patches from different units, different uh, organizations, gee, I had a lot of them. You think of like a hat or a shirt, and it's going to have a lifespan. And also you got to be able to, you know, wear it if it's whatever, so... Uh, you're not always wearing that hat, or you can only wear a shirt a day kind of thing. So the patches give you like a different way to um, have something around uh, if you're trying to wear a brand or a logo or something like that. Yep. And the nice wear, thing like, about a patch light. versus... Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I, what I was going to say is the nice thing about a patch versus a sticker is once you've put a sticker on something, it's pretty much there. But you can move a patch around. I have, for example, I have the the gun websites patches. They've ended up on uh, on badge lanyards for SHOT Show, and they've done time on my hat, and they've done time on my patch panel. They get moved around. So you can do that with a patch. That's a good point. I think of them like business cards. Back in the day, we would get business cards from people. And I mean, I have books or whatever with pages where you can put the business cards in there and it kind of have baseball cards, you know, put them in three ring binder. So, you know, that's neat, but it's nowhere near as interesting as looking at a patch on a wall. So, you, but, you know, back in the day, you'd get a business card and that would be your, 
uh, indication that you have some relationship with that company or like that would be your memento from that occasion. But it's a boring piece of paper in a pile somewhere. So a patch gives you that same opportunity to look, go, oh, that's the time when I hung out with Spiderco or that's the time when something happened in the back room in that place or that was the night that, you know, that thing happened in the parking lot. So it's that sort of like a scrapbook and sort of like a, a quilt or something, you know, memory quilt. It's a way that we can remember those instances from the past and put them in a collage type of thing on the on a wall or even on a pattern if there's a system to it. But, you know, you put it on the wall and you could just be sitting there doing something, at least for me, and I'll hit one of them patches with my eye and it'll, you know, bring back a memory or something. And, and that's the thing where people that think of them as like, uh, I don't know, just as a commodity thing or like a sticker, like a bumper sticker. It's the same kind of thing, right? People that put those bumper stickers on their car, they can look at the back of their car and be like, oh, I remember that trip. Or, oh, I can remember how we got that one. Or, oh, man, remember that weekend? Well, I judge companies off their patches. Like, if they have a really cool patch, or the best ones are the ones you have to know about to get, those are the best patches. Like, you have well, to see, that's... somebody says, hey, you got to go see, you know, so-and-so because they got a cool patch. That's the whole nother level, right? You can use the patches as a qualifier or as a, a, a secret handshake. And that's super mm-hmm. cool. And people get well, it. And like, one thing I like about it, uh, Night Kitchen is the one who does it the most. They do the patch per day at like SHOT Show and NRA. And they get a different patch for each day. I think that's really cool. And they only have a you know, very limited amount. So you got to get there early to get that patch per day. Yeah, some of the... Some of my most treasured patches I didn't even get. It was for the 2019 NRAM that I wasn't going to be able to go to. And so my friends actually picked up some pretty special patches for me that day and brought to me. And that kind of got me started on some stuff to where when I get a chance to go, I try to find all the cool stuff now because that kind of got me started. Some of my favorite patches that I got are the 2021 NRAM now ghost tactical says aside from putting my friends patches on my backpack i'm not a big patch collector i do like supporting my buddies with their patches but unless it's unique i don't get too excited about them now rob d says i don't think i've ever bought a patch in my life come to think of it very few of the patches on my panel I actually paid for. Most of them were just given. Now, there are some, the uh, the uh, patch batches, you know, that were fundraisers from gun websites and gear websites, of course, those come to mind. But those were kind of a bargain, too, because you got a lot of different things. Plus, you got to support some things when you did that. Uh, I did buy one or two from Alan Anchor back in the day. And uh, there's one or two I've picked up at stores, and some I actually bought at Wanamaker, believe it or not, because they were unique, and I liked them. But uh, Usually at NRAM every year, there's a guy there that sells a bunch of pretty cool patches, and I ended up buying a bunch of them last year. If I only had some pretty cool ones that you, know, you don't just see. But like sayings and clever stuff, not like companies and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, they were just yeah. like, well, one of them's like, 
UPS truck. It was pretty cool. Now, you want to talk about unique patches? I have one that G Webs made that was basically a replica of my 2020 Shot Show badge that nobody yeah, will ever a, have that particular patch. patch. Uh, that was, you know, made with me in mind. It's unique. And of course, that'll always have a treasured place on my panel because I'm the only one that'll ever have that unless he happens to have one or something like that. Uh, no, those were too long, but it took forever, so I did not make doubles of those. So, yeah, those were neat that year. Uh, the Glocktober ones, those are just so cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the sewed patches, there's kind of a quality to the sewed patches. I mean, the, uh, you know, the other ones are nice PVC patches, and they probably last a lot longer and stuff like that, but the old sewed patches are pretty darn neat too. And of course, I've got my Bucky's patch. Don't forget that. Uh, patches from people that aren't even creators anymore. Companies that don't even exist anymore. Or from times, you know, to remind you, like uh, Alan Anker's Never Forget patch that she made that was the state of California that was a mag. That was back in 2019, I believe, 2018, 20, I can't read the date on it, but it's just in memory of an event that happened. Those are cool. Uh, The gun show loophole tours from various years and stuff like that. Uh, It's like G-Web said, a lot of them are just memories of that year and what we were doing and where we were at that point in time, so... So we're coming up on uh, giveaway time, folks. So let's go ahead and share the screen for the giveaway. See how many people we've got entered. We have 20 people entered in the giveaway. I'll give you another couple minutes. That hashtag is EBC156. Hashtag EBC156. So uh, we'll draw here in a couple minutes and we'll see who we can give some stuff away. Of course, we're giving away a Gizzard Gary three-inch channel sticker and magnet, plus an early bird chat replica thumbnail sticker, and a Fuster Cluck sticker. And I'm going to have to go to another SHOT Show pretty soon and see the people at Radical Firearms and see if they still have those, because I'm about out of those. Uh, Ghost says, uh, my two, my new 2023 patch, I went back to embroidered patch, will be available soon. It's pretty rad. We have a bad. Uh, yes, yeah, somebody's playing my show in the background. I'm hearing some. That's bad. Uh, Devil Dog 1713 says the best caliber for a defensive firearm is okay, the one you have on the shot. I think I took care of it. Is that me? I think, I think it was single shot. Uh, so I see uh, G23 in the form of Dan Cunningham is out there in the audience. Uh, Smeggy is out there. Uh We've got 25 people entered in a giveaway. They're still entering, so uh, I'll give you another minute or two. Uh, 
Let's see. Woods is out there. Morning, Woods. 27 Whoa. people. Be careful with that. Man. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. I, I, as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, whoa. And I knew the people the people that I hang with would catch that right away because they're just really good about that. So, uh, Here's the historic Weber's Falls Bridge, that I-40 Bridge that got hit by a barge and killed some people. When it I, I do remember that. 28 people in the giveaway. Can we get to 30? We have... We have 29 people in the YouTube audience right now. Are we done? Could we possibly be done? Oh, G-Web's put a cheat out there. Lucky there. Yes, you can cheat on Twitch. If you have Twitch. Uh, also it takes on about Facebook. a half an hour to log in if you get logged out of Twitch. Well, that's you true. Open, and we use it every week to cheat, then we keep it open. That is true. I'll give you another two or three minutes since we got started late with the show anyway. I see uh, G. Pishner is out there. That's a new name. Maybe it's the name of somebody I didn't know their name before, though. That's also possible. But they entered on YouTube, so I'm going to read their name. Hopefully that's not a a secret. Because if it's a secret, it's not a secret anymore. Uh... The 29 people out there in the audience were trying for 30. Uh, let's see. Devil Dog says, G-Webs, I would, but I don't have any social media other than here. That's I'm totally... Gonna, I'm not going to recommend Twitch. I only have it because I'm curious about it. But uh, And it lets us... StreamYard lets us stream and put a copy of whatever we do on Twitch. But Twitch is a temporary thing. I think it stays there for like two weeks or something, right? And then it disappears. Yeah. So it's an interesting thing. If you play video games, I think there's reason to play it or use it. But yeah, I'm 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 not necessarily what's the word, like recommending Twitch. Other than it's if you do have it, it's a way to enter and because it it, it it enters as a it could pick me right from Twitch. Yeah. I think it works. Yeah. So it's just another way to enter, like Facebook. It's not Facebook. So G23 says that uh, he is from the Georgia Shooting Connection Group. Well, welcome aboard. And Captain Codebook is out there, and we have our 30 people. So uh, let's go ahead and hit the draw button and see who our winner is going to be today on the Early Bird Chat giveaway. Good luck, everybody who entered. And uh, today's winner is... Congratulations, Buck! You're today's winner with a chicken dinner. Yeah, well, I'm not. I don't have a chicken dinner for him, but uh, he can certainly okay. be a winner. Well, <laughs> guess what, Buck? You can. You're so special. Gizzard's just going to deliver this to you in person in two weeks. Yeah, that I may just so you do can that. save shipping and just give it to him. Yep, yeah. I will be seeing him in a, less than two and, weeks. And and Buck, I'll even throw in an extra gun snob patch. So you can get one of those, too, because you don't have one, and I'll see you. And I'll actually get it to you, because I'll actually see you there. Just because you're today's winner. Well, that's a that's a darn bargain right there. So, uh, congratulations, Buck. I mean, I'll pretty much give it to anybody I see in person. So. Well, darn sure ain't going to mail it to him, that's for sure. So. Yeah, that is. 
You'd have better luck me mailing it to you. Ooh, looky here. There's what the gun snobs patch looks like. I bet Gizzard had to mail that one, too. <laughs> I believe I did mail that to him, as a matter of fact. I, know, I don't think I've ever mailed a patch. Ooh, he's got an obnoxious. I'm terrible about it. And he's got a Look Gizzard. He's got a hen's collection. He's got a hen's collection. Looky there. There's not very many people that have a hen's collection outside of the hens. No, the I think Aussie. there's... Two or three. Ozzy for sure do. I don't know who um, I don't know if Moo does or not. I think Moo might. Well, Moo I was might. looking. I don't. I don't. No, have I don't know Ozzy. if Moo has my patch. I know somebody mentioned the other day they didn't have yours, and I told them to hit me up. But uh, yeah, I have sent out a couple. I think yeah, I, I sent. doing my work for me. I think I sent Ozzy. Was it a Sarge? Was he, I sent him my last uh, C4. Yeah, he would have He would have had an obnoxious one because we saw Ozzy at uh, NRAM and Indy, but I didn't have patches yet, but I'm sure obnoxious gave him one. Man. Now, Ghost says Buck always wins. Now I have to listen to him for four hours on the drive to Tulsa about winning this. He will be unbearable. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, G-Webs has lots of nice patches there. Many I don't have. These are all people I met. This is my uh, patch panel. Look people. at all the Clover Tech ones. I have most of those. I, I can't put all the Clover Tech ones because he's got the bears and the shotgun and stuff too. I have yeah, the old original. I have the original Clover Tech when he made, which was basically just a sticker with Velcro backing that he printed himself, I believe. Way back in the day. Oh, look at those autographs. It's from Wanamaker one year, right? Hey, you got me on there anywhere? I don't see mine on there. No. What, were you not at Wanamaker one year? I think it was the year. No, it says Indy. That's Indy, okay. Oh, that's Indy, okay. I signed the... uh, the uh, cards. You had the big panel with the cards on it, and I have a card with my autograph. Yeah, that was, uh, that was the Tulsa one. Oh, shit. I'm an idiot. As soon as you said that, I thought I should have brought a deck of cards and put it next to that sheet. And whenever anybody signed the sheet, I should have gave them the card to sign. And then we would have had a deck of cards with everybody's signature on it. It would have been so easy to do. If anybody ever does a sheet of playing cards and has a bunch of people sign it over the years in different states, bring a deck of cards with you. Don't be an idiot. So Clovertech says, no giz. That was some type of a woven plastic with a Velcro backing, and I ordered it from a place. Only 25 of those exist. Oh, wow. So I've got a collector's item up here. Cool. It's worth, it's worth you know, tens of dollars. So Captain well, Codebook says, I hear it a lot in Turkey. Captain Codebook says challenge coin availability. I don't have any challenge coins currently. I've got one of Ghost and I've got one of Clovers. I have not done challenge coins. M. Gabriel's out there. This gizzard. 
Mike White wants to know what is the Orange Patch of California for gun websites. I think that's the same one I got, except mine's black. Yeah, well, that was a mag band thing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Where They dropped the mag band for two weeks or something like that. Everybody in California was buying them. It's a big deal. Uh, M. Gabriel wants to know, when is Wanamaker this fall? It's two weeks from this weekend. November 12th and 13th. Yeah. And Ghost says, gee, do you still have the the old gun poster that we all signed? I think, yeah, that's what we were just talking about. The big roll of the uncut gun cards. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what we signed. It was also the time we had the house, I think. Yeah. You guys had the house. I didn't. That was the year you built your AR. Was it? Yep. I think it was your pickle was there and he went to Willow Rock and stuff. Now, Ghost says, challenge coins I do collect. I have a ton of military, but also congressmen, senators, governors, and different organizations. I do love collecting coins. I got a lot of these poker chips. Not too many people do coins. Right, the ones I have are poker chips. These are government poker chips. Washington I got some of those. <laughs> Every time I play poker with the government, I lose. There's a place in Tulsa in Broken Arrow that uh, we worked with, and they did a gun show loophole tour chain uh, coin. So we're in Arizona. Copper is our thing here. So this is uh, the gun show loophole tour uh, donut patch on this side, and then the tire patch on this side. And that's oh, like just solid copper, and he has like a $50,000 laser that he just engraved all the stuff out of. So then we did one, I did one for our crew, just the gun websites people, one year. And then for gun channels, we did this one, which is the gun channels logo on one side, and then a bunch of gun silhouettes, and it says the Second Amendment on the outside. Really small to kind of show off how cool the laser can be. And again, just a plug of copper. And these were pretty cool because they're made in Tulsa. We would pick them up. Well, sometimes we would pick them up at the show. And then, uh, I don't remember when these came out. 2014, maybe? 18? Wow. 18, maybe. I want to get either some of the... Uh, Sarge's wooden nickel reminded me. But I want to get either some of the wood business cards, those cool ones, or the laser engraved metal ones. Just a few of them. I really like to get a few of those. But this is, this is a wood plug from SAR USA from SHOT Show one year where they just laser engraved uh, or laser etched or whatever. Did you get one of wood. I think I do. Did you get one of SAR? Yeah, he's got one of those that he did. So I want to welcome uh, Smeggy. He's showing off some coins. So he's what, you guys owe me a drink now or something? How's it going? Look at no, that. No, you don't. No, you. I don't have. You don't have to buy me a drink, right? I, I threw the first one down. Oh, okay. Look at all these guys showing off their cool stuff. I don't know how this thing works. I just like it. Wow. Do you ever pick up these things from companies at Shot Show that have coins and chips and stuff? 
I guess very, I do a couple of times, but very rarely. Do they don't do a lot. <laughs> Not very many do. <laughs> There's a ghost one. Zig dropped it. He owes us a drink. Yep. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to stop doing that because I don't want it to get banged up on this map. Roy probably ate it. He says, throw it and I'll go get it. <laughs> G23 says, I'm thinking about having challenge coins made for my channel. All right, so it is, we're in hour number three of the early bird chat. Still have 25 people out there. Um, I'm going to get custom water bottles made, and I'm going to give them out at shot too. So I'm going to need you to carry a big, heavy backpack gizzard, and I'm going to give them out. And then I'm going to tell everybody, you know, they have to subscribe to me if I give them to them. But, you know, water's like six bucks a bottle at shot show. So I think I, I think I can buy subscribers cheap this way. Take them in empty. Be like, here's the drinking fountains. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen that a lot of places now? Instead of drinking fountains, I have. I noticed that where we were at at Inram in Houston, they had those that were water bottle water bottle fillers everywhere instead of an actual drinking fountain. Yeah, right outside of the restroom. I use those mm-hmm. a lot. I would keep a bottle. Once I bought I, one, I'd keep that empty bottle in my backpack, mm-hmm. and I would fill it. I've seen those quite a few places recently. You know, I mean, they're kind of neat because it saves you a bunch of money buying that expensive water. Well, it was hot down there in Houston. You drink a lot of water. <laughs> of course, at Shot Show, I just always use G's trick, and as soon as they bring out bottles of water, get like four and put in my backpack and carry them around all day. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they had pretty much all of the uh, vending was in one place there at uh, NRAM. And unless you wanted to walk back there every 30 minutes or so, you'd better carry something to drink with you. And you learned after the first day or so. <clears throat> it's kind of like shot. You learn your way around. After a while, try to plan, okay, I want to do this around this time so I can be close to where the restrooms are and stuff like that. There's a strategy to it, definitely. Ooh. It's a bench patch. Yeah, that's I've a, got the original budget when he was still before surgery. Yeah, has he done new ones? Um, I don't have a new one. I think I have a sticker that says new one, but I don't think I have a patch. Yeah, I might have a sticker, but I don't know. Yeah, I have a sticker and a patch for budget. Oh, I think I have his new sticker, but I don't have yeah. a. I don't have a new patch. I don't even know if he even has new patches. So I was doing this thing where I've got the random patches, and I was making sure that some of them I wasn't put get put in like a ninety dollar patch in there, and I wanted to make sure that some of them were worth money, right? So I was going on eBay and looking up the ones that I was looking at uh, to see if they were worth anything, and uh, somebody's selling Haas's patch for thirty bucks. Wow. I don't, I don't know if anybody's wow. buying it. Somebody's got it up there for sale for 30 bucks. I'm back. I had a phone call, guys. Okay. And Tony says he's back after a nap. 
Who won the giveaway? Uh, Buck did. Tactical Fud. Oh, congratulations, Fud. So I'm going to hand deliver that to him at Wanamaker here weekend after next. Oh, yeah. Save myself 50 cents postage. Which, yeah. which I, I like for that. you? I like oh, yeah. that Clover Ranger Eye G. Yeah. I don't know if these are still on the store or not. Oh, I have one of those. Does it glow? I forget which ones of these glow. I don't remember if that one glows or not. I know his newest one does. The one, that, the one Gary got an extra one on his backpack at Shot Show. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, this the one glows. This it. giant yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The newest one he has glows. Pretty sure. I'm thinking it's the one that did. And I have one of the Hugger Fuds. I don't have the green one. I have. Oh, I have both of the Hugger Fuds. I orange and the green. Yeah, I need to get the other one one of these days. Which one do you not have? The green one. Okay. Hey, you doing, Smeggy? Hey, what's up? I still need to get a pink pack. He said he was going to send me one, like, oh, ago. his patch. Oh, I got awesome. one from him at uh, Shot Show. That is, like, my favorite year. patch. It's right in the center of my patch panel that I made from Shot Show and Inram last year. I love this patch. Yeah. So, Pink not only has a good patch, but... He's also responsible for most of the Gun Channels patches and Every Second Matters patches. Him and Marco were a big part of making, getting so many made for themselves to give away that uh, I was able to buy them inexpensively because, you know, the more you buy, the cheaper they are. So Pink's definitely been a big piece of patches for Gun Channels and Every Second Matters. So I get a kick out of that dog. He is so active. <laughs> Defense Dad says, "Gee, Webs, I just talked to Rogue the other day. He got me to talk for almost two hours. Video comes out tomorrow." Right on. Yeah, I've been digging. He did a Rogue did an interview with Mike Pappas from Dead Air Silencers Suppressors. That uh, super interesting. Super interesting. I mean, I thought he knew about suppressors until I listened to that. Tony York said, I had a serious blood sugar crash last night, so I put off the road trip till tomorrow morning. Must have been pretty bad. The missus thought I was dead, and I don't remember any of it. Oh, you better be careful. Says, I seem to be fine. Uh, G23 says, which FUD patch don't you have? I have extra. The green ones. I don't have. Uh... Wait a minute, are we doing an unofficial pet swap a little couple hours early today? We can't, I can't legally call it that because I believe that would be a copyright violation against G-Web, so. <laughs> I may have to get in on G-Web's thing and see what's going on there. All right, I guess we'll do it. Everyone then, do it. Uh, Go over there, get a patch thing, and then we'll swap them all up. Because I uh, want one on Wednesday, so be there. This is Crump's, Crump's friend. Who is this? BWE. BWE. I think that's just in the name of their company, maybe. BWE. Yeah, but anyway, uh, yeah. That's one of the coolest ones. This, like, oblique or whatever view of, like, uh, Uzi. I don't know why nobody thought of this ahead of time. But that's pretty neat, one, I think. That is pretty neat. I like the unique patches. Dark uh, Patriot's got an awesome one. 
He's one of the ones holding on my magnet. I keep this thing stuck on a metal door with this giant magnet, kind of all these patches hold the magnet on. Patriot's one of those. Yeah, I don't have that one. I have a sticker. But I don't oh, really? Have... I don't know if you can get these. He never really sold them. I think he just got a number made and gave them to people. Dang. Yeah, I I don't sell any of my stuff to... Uh... Well, the thing is, you guys know who bought patches before. Let's say that you just put a number on them, and it goes up and down depending on gas and blah, blah, blah. So let's just say a patch costs you 4 bucks to have made. If you charge 8 bucks to sell it, uh, then 10 bucks because you got to put shipping on there, even though shipping's more like 4 bucks now. But you know what I'm saying? If you can sell a portion of your patches to take the cost off the table, then you can buy a dozen to give to people and to have for trading and that kind of thing. So... Yeah, I, I think uh, that the, as far as things go, as far as like hats and shirts and all this other kind of merch, patches are the kind of thing that if you've got any kind of project going, a store or whatever, you can have the patches pay, sort of pay for themselves so that you can have that portion to freely trade and give yep. away or whatever. But if I sold stuff, I would actually have to make it to the post office and ship it or people would complain. Oh, no. If I, I just give it away, they understand that I'm slow. I hear you, but I'm just saying, you know, as far as like methods that you can do as a growing channel or a project or a gun shop or something like they're just like stickers or like magnets. They're not unique, but they're they're in that niche where they, they're non-perishable. People can like them or not like them. You can always trade them. If you hate patches for some reason, you can you still have value. You can still trade it to somebody or give it to somebody and who does appreciate them. And, you'll, you know, it's a favor that you've gotten. But uh, they're marketing. Every time I put something out that's got Tony's patch on it. It's one more opportunity for somebody to see that, just like a billboard or something, right? So anyway, just oh, yeah. there are those things right there. Right. 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 Also don't have all the Allen Acres. They did a couple of them that were like beamed off of Vegas that were pretty good. Yeah, I have the Shot Show twenty twenty one. From Alan Anchor. Like a Vegas don't have sign. that one. Oh, you don't have a Woods? This is Woods. No, I don't have a Woods. Oh, I didn't even I know Woods. That's awesome. Who's somebody else that has a patch that people wouldn't think they had a patch? Dead Horse, maybe? Back in the day, I don't know how many people remember. Yeah, dead I horse. don't have a dead horse. Either. No dead horse on a patch. I didn't make too many of them. Really. I do have a handful of uh, my logo that were sewn patches that G made for me, and Snob has one, I believe. I didn't even keep any. Mm-hmm. I should. Yeah, have. I was on my pick your patch. Snob has one, and uh, Gun Toting Pacifist has one, and I have four of them. Well, maybe this one. Artisan Tony had a patch. Oh, wow. It's a real Velcro one, embroidered. I've got a couple from Military Arms Channel. I mean, people know he's had patches, but he's had patches I've, over the years. I've got that, uh, the shield one, yeah. This well, one? Well, mine's a little different, I think, yeah. This was something else, some little project he did, I think, back in when he first started doing patches. And then he sent me a couple, and then somebody had bought, like, I forgot who now, but somebody had bought, like, was it uh, Ozzy? 
somebody had bought me like, a, or had bought a bunch or did something, bought something from their store and they gave them like 10. And then they said, Hey, I'm never going to use 10. Here's some to give away. And I had them like those 10 to give away for a while. I realize I have an MW tactical. I don't see too many of those. Oh, I don't have mics. I don't think. What is it? Was his? Oh, his was sort of like this. Not this, but his was more like this kind of a logo. No. Let's see if I can get to it without yanking my mic off my desk here. Oh, I have to stand up to get to it. But uh, let's see. Here you go. Oh, I kind of almost remember that, but I never got one. I don't know how clearly. Yeah, it's on full screen, Gary. I can't see it. Hold on, just a minute. I will. It's kind of like a t- crosshairs and uh, him shooting over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I've seen that, but I don't have it either. No. Did you meet him, or did he send that to you? No, he sent that to me. I met him in a mm-hmm. chat one time, and he said, "I." He said, "If you want a patch, send me your address, and I'll send you a patch." So. Oh, thank you. That's the best way to get them. Then that's obviously you got the only one. He's probably got. Well, I don't know if it's the only one, but. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. the only one that our group will have because he's probably got rid of them. Ooh, a smeggy patch. That is from when I first barely got the machine and barely knew how to make anything, so that is... Well, the good news is if you screw up on a melting snowman, it still just looks like a melting snowman. Yeah, I'm always the guinea pig. (laughs) Yeah, it's super easy. It's super easy to make a white blob with black blobs. (laughs) Yeah, that that has a lot of detail in it. Uh, (laughs) Little parking cone thing that I... Now, Ozzy says, Gary and Snob and Outcast have a Bark at the Moon patch. Yes, I do. Yeah. That's uh, got a treasured place. Actually, here. I don't think I have one. I think Stacy has that on her patch panel. I'm pretty sure she stole that one. Unless he sent her one, too. <clears throat> I have to look at my panels when I get home. I, I know she has it on hers. May have sent her one. Now, Snob and I actually have a patch that we can't show anybody. <laughs> Do we? Yes. I have a couple okay. like that. You mean because of copyright or because of something else? Because it wouldn't exactly be kosher for us to have it. Let's put it that way, and that's all I'm going to say about that. This is that company that did our engraving. They, had, they did a patch run at some point gaming it. You're going to have to put that in the chat, Gary, because I am lost. Let's see. Ghost says, I have a few of MW Tacticals patches. I'll bring you one to shot. Right on. Thanks. Let's see. Somebody. We got a patch swap coming up, so jump into the patch swap. I'll swap some for you. The Hold My Gun ones is pretty big. You can tell by picking them up which companies are which. Can you guys do that by now? Like, oh, I know where they got this made. Okay, Jacob S. is back. Orange 9 is out there, I see. Orange 9CZ. Defense Dad says, I collected batches 13 years ago when I was quitting smoking. I'd wear two at a time sometimes. (laughs) 
I got a private chat I gotta respond to. I already seen the other answer. You yeah. saw the other answer? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah we were we were told we could never show said, those. Yeah, but you could have said what it was. Yeah. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. <laughs> but yeah, sound, you made it sound misleading. No, it's not illegal or anything like that. So much as somebody get in trouble for giving it to us. Let's put it. No, he can give it to us. They don't care about that. It's just he didn't want everybody knowing where he worked. Uh, Privacy reasons. I thought it was more along the lines of he wasn't supposed to distribute them. No, no, you can give out your. We can give out But anyway, yeah, it's never. It's never appeared in a video or. Anything like that? So. Now I know what it is. So you, you do. guys described it enough. Yeah, I totally know what it is. Now. <laughs> he actually said you could buy them on eBay. As a matter of fact, if it's what I'm thinking, it's because they're collectible, right? Or at least there's people that trade them a lot. People in that, uh, in that. Uh, it's in the private chat industry. if you want to see what it is. In that industry, trade them a lot. But, yeah, that's what I kind of figured. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, I traded in one of my old ones. I don't have one of those. I gave you one. <laughs> I didn't have very many. I hadn't worked there in a long time. I just had a few left. Well, so that's the thing. Like A lot of people don't think about, but you know, you work at some place and you have a, um, you know, like a service station or like a... a a place that, you know, mechanics place or something like, or a, a workshop or something like, you're going to have, uh, what am I trying to say, like a uniform patch or, or a uniform shirt or jacket or something, and you might have a patch there. And then, uh, so you keep those things over the years. And then, you know, if you had a uniform, you had six, six of them. So you had six of them. And then somebody else comes along and goes, oh, I worked in that industry. So, yeah, let's trade our patches or whatever. Because they have some significance to wear them every day. I've actually got a few more of mine because I still have my uniform shirts in a box somewhere. So, so when when you work at a place like that, do they just give you a handful or? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, like whenever I worked, I had to buy my own uniform, but they gave us the patches and the stars and all that, and I took them to Oklahoma Police Supply and they sewed them on for you on your uniform. No, oh, I figured they'd come sewed on to the. Sure. Well, sometimes it's like, uh, yeah. hey, welcome to the job. Here's 10 patches. You need six uniforms. And they figure you're going to trade or, you know, something's going to get dirty and you're going to swap it out or something. So there's a couple. Some places are like you get two. Here's two and you get to pay for more. Right? I guess you'd really need a professional to know exactly where on the shirt to put them so they're all kind of in the same place. And I just took my notebook on place supply and bought the uniforms from them so they just sewed them on for you. And you paid a little extra and they... Make your name badge there. Cool. Did it say snob? <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. Well, the definition of uniform is consistency or you know uniformity or whatever. So they're, they're definitely going to have some like uh, template that they sew everything to, you know, quarter inch from the edge to this or centered on this type of stuff. So people who know what they're doing are going to see those things just. Probably don't even need to look at the template ever. They just know where to put everything. So I'm pretty sure those ladies, I mean, they did it while I waited, like right in front of me. I'm pretty sure that lady just set it up there and did it. It's like she just knew where it went. Yep. When I used to, there used to be a place 
next to a pawn shop, there was a ta- like a cleaner, and then they do patches right in front of the Davis Moth and the Air Force Base here, like almost one of the first buildings. And yeah, you'd go in there, and I'd be like, "Hey, can you? Would you put Velcro on the back of these for me?" When I was sewing stuff and doing some name tags and stuff back in the day, you'd get your name tags cheaper if you just buy the name tags and then take them to a place in town to sew the Velcro on. I was doing that kind of thing, save money. And yeah, they would just. The conversation here took longer than it took them to sew ten Velcro tabs on. You know, it took them no time. They, ladies that worked at these machines constantly, they're like artisans. So Goose said, when I was stripping, I had to buy my own uniforms also. They did give me patches. They were more of stickers, but hey, at least they were free. (laughs) Wow. I see Chris Winsett is out there. Misha says, uh, patches are the new pogs. Eh, kind of, sort of. I don't have a slammer for my patches. Pogs were like a collectible thing. I don't remember them. I never or was it like a game? Like that's a what game? ought to get made before Shot Show. Yeah, it was a game. You used to, and then you traded. Kind of like marbles, except it was a bigger thing, and you had buy them, I guess. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't into that. I was too old for it, but I remember them for sure. Yeah, me too. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, these little plastic tubes. You, yeah, these little plastic tubes you kept them in. It was a big thing when I was in like middle school. So many years ago. Was it 10 years ago? Yeah, yeah, 10 years ago. Something like that. It had been 95 to 98, probably somewhere in there, and it would have been really popular. Yeah. It's 20, 25 years ago. Wow. Bending is asking where to have them made. They're, they're expensive, so, you know, there's a couple of places that have them. Um, what were they? About less than three bucks a piece. To your door? At a hundred? Uh, it was a hundred and sixty dollars for a hundred food tax toxic patch company, but I don't know if that's gone up now or not. It may well it's gone up really. a bit. It's gone up a bit from talking to people, so but it's still like under two hundred, I think I can safely say that. Or maybe around two hundred. Ours costs more than that, like the place that we go. So depending on who you go to and if they're a middleman or not. Because there's people that'll go to people who are middlemen, and then that adds a, some layer to it also, and some shipping. And what I have noticed, I'm working on some stuff now, and the shipping is quite a bit more than it was. So the patches, I was scared they're going to go up, but uh, they went up a little bit. But the shipping definitely like, doubled, I guess, even more. But so the more uh, you buy, the better you get uh, per patch price. That's for sure. Well, be careful because, yes, you will get a better price per patch, but then, like, let's say, let's use one that actually cost me $2,000 to have reshipped. This giant heavy one, when you lose 100 of these, is different than losing 100 of these when you talk about shipping. So well, yeah. this was a real hit when I lost 100 of these and 100 of these, <laughs> literally the two biggest ones, going to Texas and going to New Jersey. 100 of both of these got hit. So that means I had to buy a new hundred of both of these from overseas, get them, and then ship them again. So the cost does go down on the price per patch, but then shipping goes up. So just be careful, especially if you get anything larger. I would say this is a good sweet spot. Two and a half inch patch is a good sweet spot for first first run. Gizzard went a little bit luxurious with the three inch, right? Or was yours three and a half? Mine was three. Yeah. 
I just that channel's usually two, so this is a little bit big for a hat or an arm or something or a bag. You'd have to get down to a two-inch patch, which is kind of small for a lot of people. They don't want to, They think that that's too little for what they're doing. So usually these are the popular sizes, but this can get expensive in shipping. Like yours were similar prices to other people. Yeah. Okay, so then. Take advantage of things when people don't understand because this definitely costs more. You know what I'm saying? Like if this, if the person is doing business and saying the shipping is the same, they're not going to be in business very long. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> like they're going to be eating it on this. Trust me. I'm still yeah. digging out. So let's talk about things where they're nonprofit organizations and you give them a whole bunch of stuff. And then two years later they go, oh, if you would have told me it would have been tax free. Be careful of stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Buck wants to know, Gizzard Gary, is Snob bringing his ukulele for the entertainment before dinner again? I don't know if he still has that or not. And he's kind of went radio silent on me, so he'll have to answer that when he comes back. Uh, Ozzy said, I did a little stripping back in the day. That was when we still used film and printing. It's all digital now. Only stripping I did was paint. That's true. Or floors, I guess. A lot of that. That's floors too. Horrible. Yeah. Actually, that brought back so many memories. You ever stripped a floor? Not in a long time. Oh man, I'll never do that again. Little tiny room in the basement stripping the garbage off of the floor. Okay, I've got another phone call, so I'm gonna have to bail off for a minute. Here. Typically, this means that usually the uh, nuclear silo is on fire, so we're in trouble. When the phone rings with that. Level of urgency. I'm not saying if you live anywhere near Kansas, you should be running, but you should have been already been running. Gizzard's got a shirt that says, if you hear this phone ringing, start running. Misha's saying the problem with more patches is it doesn't come with more space to put patches. So let's talk about places to put patches. First off, you could get a patch panel like this one from a bunch of friends that took a piece of frame and stretched. Uh, it's a piece of canvas. Actually, I think it's a canvas from like a place, right? It's just the canvas, but then they stretched felt over it and stapled it onto the wooden, what do you call this thing? Like frame or whatever it's called. And then uh, this gives you a place to put patches. I guess I'm getting a little bit crowded here. They're, they're layered on top of each other at some point, but uh, you can do that. You can layer patches. They only need about a, thumbs amount of velcro to stay on unless you're in, you know moving it around a lot so first you don't have to put them next to each other you can definitely layer them and then uh, the other thing though is safe doors so i take my coolest patches and they're on my safe door like the inside of the door is carpet almost always if you don't have pistols and stuff hanging on there and then uh the headliner of the vehicles is my next favorite place to put them I don't do it in the van because I'm trying to stealth camp and I don't want somebody to come up and see a bunch of, you know, patches and stuff in the van. There's probably a couple, but your headliner and then your, what's that thing called? The visor. Sometimes those are of a material that you can stick um, patches on. Do I have one of the, no, I don't think so. I have this T9 one, but that's the only one I have. That's not a regular logo. Oh, here's one that maybe people have not seen. You can get a black man with a gun from Ken Blanchard off of his website. And that's a nice one. It's a square. So when you're talking, most people who put them on a patch panel are going to put them next to each other. So this is going to stand out pretty decent on a patch panel. 
Uh, so anyway, you got your safe doors, you got your headliners. Now, depending on where you work, when I worked at uh, AOL, we had what are those things called? Partitions? No. What did you call it? Cubicles. And those cubicle walls were carpet. I wasn't really bringing stuff to work, but I've seen a lot of people that bring patches to work. And one of the reasons we do our patches in kind of an obscure kind of, if you know, you know, kind of thing is because we want, we know people were putting them on a patch panel at work or on a wall at work, something like this. Somebody doesn't necessarily know what that is. That could be car related. That could be a motorcycle thing. It could be, who knows what that is. It could be a video game thing. So, uh, you know, well, gun tube says gun on it, but just by itself, like people aren't going to know this is a gun thing necessarily, right? So anyway, your cubicle at work, depending. And then uh, let's see some alternative ways that I've seen people hang. One of the ways that I kept my patches originally before the patch collection grew is I bought a piece of felt and put it on the door because uh, door wasn't doing nothing anyway. And I could see the door down the hallway kind of thing. So I just put a big piece of felt, kind of tacked it to the door. It wasn't the best idea. I would use carpet now because it wasn't uh, supported. There was too much weight from the patches on it eventually. But uh, that was a cool way to have a, a free patch panel, like a whole door's worth of patch panel. And I could see it all the time. And when the room was, the door was open, I could see it in the room. It was a lot of fun, actually. Okay, so, I'm back. I can I see. Talking. Normally... Normally, yeah, <clears throat> work doesn't bother me too much, but uh, yeah, they're getting their money's worth out of me today. Uh, Guns and Barbecue has joined us on the panel. Good morning or afternoon, wherever you're at. You're muted, by the way. Nope, crap. There go you figure. go. I can All hear right. you now. Yay! Yay. I'm pretty sure it's afternoon here. I'm, I'm not really sure of the time right now. Uh, how's everybody doing? Doing real well. Been talking about patches. You know anything about patches? Um, I know that they cost me money. Oh, yeah. Some would say it's a flat addiction. I just say it's a collection, uh, you know. Now, Smeggy says the problem with the big PVC patches is that they fall on your head if you put them in your car. <laughs> Hopefully not. But I don't have one of those uh, headliners on my vehicle that you can put patches on. I wish I did. That'd be cool. Woods says, Gary just asked, did you turn it off then on again? Well, it wasn't quite like that, but. Uh... So bending is saying besides toxic, toxic is the cheapest one that's doing stuff that people dig. I mean, some of your guys is from there, right? Yeah, this mine's one. from Toxic Patch. Yeah. This one is? Yes. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I mean, sewed. That's the important part. The Velcro is sewed on instead of glued. It's a big deal. I think that's the biggest deal. Uh, and then color, you look for mix and consistency, like places that are the cheapest, you know, it'll look kind of splotchy. Uh, and then whatever you call this, like if it's, uh, you know, rubber, everybody knows rubber now. If it's all, what's that called? Like rigid, stale rubber where it's like, oh, it's going to crack. And then some of them are really flimsy. I don't have an example. Some of these are just a different type of rubber where they're very soft. 
Mm-hmm. Most of the ones on this board aren't examples of bad ones. So that's the thing. Like the bad ones are really goofy colors. I don't really have any. I'd have to go dig through and find one that has like a really splotchy color. But anyway, yeah, Toxic's done pretty good. But uh, Alan Anchor, totally different. No stands, no Inas, just uh, Europe. So if you want patches that are coming from Europe, you pay a little bit more, but they're coming from Europe. A country that a lot of people like to buy nine millimeters from. I understand. That's true. Let's see. Misha says, I've got a hat from work that has a leather patch. It's pretty nice looking. Oh, no, we're talking embroidered. I agree with Ghost. Go find someplace that works with bowling leagues or like a local construction place that sews those. Search for them or the cops and you'll get somebody made in USA. Almost every town has uh, people making patches in their town. And you can sometimes get patches made. They don't always make patches, but if you can find them from a local, I'm agreeing with Ghost. Yeah, almost every town at least has a local embroidery shop. And then just go in and ask, hey, can you do this? Now, M. Gabriel says, does anyone here use night vision? I do not. I do. I'm say my left eye is really good in daylight, and I have found that my right eye is better for me in darkness, which is really weird because my right eye is the eye that is really bad. Hmm. So I call it my night, my, my night vision eye. <clears throat> Not real sure that's what he had in mind with that question. I didn't but... think so either, but... <laughs> I know uh, the gun snob, and he's dropped off here, probably lost signal, but he does have some night vision optics. If he ever comes back, we'll ask him. Have you ever gone camping with enough people enough times to find out that some people don't know how to walk around at night without a flashlight, and some people never turn on a flashlight at night? So there's that kind of night vision. I give. I think it's just a matter of enough to know that you can just sit there for a minute and see in the dark people that never let themselves see in the dark right they always have a flashlight on because they're scared or something then they never realize that you can you have night vision like we can see really well even in almost pitch black like we're pretty good at it you just have to get used to it that is true uh m gabriel says my night vision is just a flashlight there you go but yeah Depending on the amount of light, especially if there's any kind of moonlight or anything, you can usually adapt to that and use it fairly well. Yeah, it's like our eyes are made for it almost. Not quite as good as a cat, but let's see. And then I grew up in it during after the NOM, so I can't tell you how many devices I got to leave one eye closed all the time. So there's that. A little tidbit from the olden days. Uh, Ghost says, I never use a flashlight unless I have to. I see better once my eyes adjust. Uh, Misha says, the best night vision if you're poor is just close your eyes for 10 seconds and your eyes can adjust to ambient light. Uh, Mike White says, I need to get a logo designed. The problem is I have no imagination for that kind of thing. His puppy. Done. It's easy. Puppy patch. I know this guy who may or may not be out in the chat that has designed a few logos for people. I'm not going to offer him up because he may not want to do it anymore, but he's pretty good at it. Uh, 
if he wants to avail you of his services. Ozzy says, I don't want night vision. I turn the lights off so I can't see her. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's probably true. Besides, most of that stuff you could do with your eyes closed, if you know what I mean. I know where you're going anyway. You can do it by feel, right? Pretty much. Let your fingers do the walking. Pretty much. Let's see. Misha says, if you are rich, you can get robot eyes, and I hear they work pretty good. Well, I don't know about that. Robots taking the place over, man. But if if it's like those movies, you not only can see the people, but then you get digital readouts of their name and you know exactly how far they are from you, their weight, their height. What they ate for breakfast yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, G23 says there might be a guy or two on a panel that would be willing to help with channel logos. Maybe. Maybe, but yeah, you need a theme of some sort for sure. I mean, for a channel by the name of Gizzard Gary, it's pretty obvious you're going to be looking towards a chicken probably, but... Uh, I designed my own logo, but really there wasn't much to design with it. That chicken is a stock graphic off of Apple. And then that's just a silhouette of a AR that I got off a website somewhere. And the rest of it, the G's and everything, that's my own design. So from a long, long time ago, from my childhood, as a matter of fact, the, the story behind that was <clears throat> the old, uh, when I was a kid, I used to walk by the courthouse and there was, uh, in those days, they had the fallout shelter at the courthouse. There was an outside sign that had the civil defense logo, if you remember those. And it had a CD inside of a circle and the circle was inside a triangle. And so as a, as a young kid, I'd walk by that and think how easy it would be to change that CD into a GD, which was my initials. So my initial channel logo, when I went by my name, was just GD. And so when I came up with the Gizzard Gary channel idea, I just basically took the G from one side and reversed it, put it on the other side. And uh, I had it for about six months before somebody on Instagram told me that it was very similar to, uh, what's the name of the place? Grey Guns, I believe. It's very similar to their logo. (laughs) Never heard of them. Never heard of them? Nope. Maybe G has, I don't know. But... uh, It certainly wasn't on purpose. I mean, it's not an exact duplicate, but it's pretty close. Okay, here we go. I'll go ahead and show you. Get that off there. You can see their logo 
right about here. There's a similar, uh, other than it comes up a little higher and it's meant to look like a looking through a sight, obviously. That's why when I redid mine, I brought it down a little bit and extended the the platform and made the chicken a little bigger so it didn't look so much. My older logo looked a lot more like the Grey Guns logo. But, uh... Certainly wasn't on purpose, and I've never had them approach me or anything with any kind of copyright violation. And I hope they don't. Obviously, I wasn't trying to imitate their logo. It was just complete accident that it's that similar. But uh, Let's see. Misha said, Smith & Wesson said that about the SDVE and a Glock. It's close, but not the same. However, the judge said it's a copy. Well, I guess if somebody wanted to make a big enough deal out of it, I'd have to change my branding. I hope not because I've got a little bit invested in it, what with stickers and patches and stuff like that. But that and if I ever had to change it, I'm not sure what I'd change it to. <laughs> I've thought about doing different logos over the years, but I can't come up with anything else. I think you're fine. I don't think uh, anybody can own two G's next to each other, and yours is a different color. And I mean, there's the similarity of a circle, but there's unmistakably a giant orange chicken in the middle of yours. Yeah, and and the G's in that aren't completely finished with the bar that goes into the G. Um, They made those to look more like a handgun grip, it almost looks like. Uh, Stylized. Looks like a peep sight almost. Yeah, and like even if they wanted to trademark you, you're doing two different things. So your trademark would be for you know social media, YouTube stuff like that. Their trademark would be for a firearms business, right? And it's not like you did a parody of their firearms business this whole time, where it could be confused at all, right? Like you're doing your own thing, completely. right? It's completely different. Wouldn't those? Uh... Trademarks have to be identical in order for them to push a, a case, though? Well, they would have to argue that I was trying to imitate them in some way, shape, or form, yeah. which I wasn't. And I'm not in the same business, so I'm not trying to get any of their customers away from them. Right. Uh, in any way, shape, or form. Uh now, arguably, they've had their logo longer than I have mine. But, uh, yeah, I don't think they would see me as much of a threat. No, I wouldn't I'll, think so. Although I've heard some silly things in my day, like uh, the Sony Corporation took some restaurant in New York City to court because the woman who owned the restaurant was named Sony and it was called Sony's Restaurant and they made her change the name. Oh, I'm like, what was the point in that? Really? Absolutely nothing. It's strange what people will take people to court for these days. So, Triggerfish45 says, Gizzard Gary, have you ever thought of changing the GG to an egg shape instead of a circle? No, I never thought about that. That's a possibility. 
but you'd have to make the chicken a lot smaller. Originally, I had a version, because originally the tops of the, the inside of the G came halfway up to be right in the middle, and you had a really tiny logo up there. And that's what I was originally going to go with, but I decided to bring everything down and make the chicken bigger, because really the chicken's a focus of the what? logo. What if yeah. you made the GG the shape of an egg and made it look like it was being laid by the chicken? <laughs> I a rooster? Could... Oh, be yeah, a rooster that. laying an egg, yeah. Hey, 2022, anything's possible these days, right? Oh, jeez, that's right. This is true. <laughs> How dare you see that chicken's gender? You. Not too bad, not too bad. Actually, speaking of eggs... One of my hens laid an egg uh, the other day that I felt bad for. That thing was huge. <laughs> no joke. It took up like two-thirds of my palm. I was like, holy cow. Good you God. poor thing. That's a jumbo. That's a jumbo for sure. Misha says that's what someone who is a threat says, though. I'm not much of a threat. Wow. I'm sure. G23 says trademark cases go to who has the best attorneys. Yeah. Well, I'd have to call on my law firm of uh, Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. Uh, <laughs> I like that one. Uh, M. Gabriel <laughs> says, what is the Gucci logo? I have no idea. Buck says, I'm still waiting on the Gizzard Gary Groupie t-shirts. Ooh, that's an idea. I should make <laughs> some of those. Uh, Chick Vibe is out there and says, I just joined. What's this chat about? Um, this is a four-hour open lobby, but we speak primarily about uh, firearms and the Second Amendment here. You're welcome to join us. Sometimes we branch off into all kinds of various things like uh, branding and logos and patches and oh. other related matter, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's the primary focus of my channel, anyway. So, Ozzy says, double yoker. Misha says, a groupie T from him might get you confused with Big Bird. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to put any big yellow bird with a long neck on my shirt. Uh, Chick Vibe says, I'm a gun owner. How do I call in? Well, there's no way to call in here. But uh can definitely participate in the chats. Um, me look at something real quick. While, while we've got a little bit of a break here, I want to talk about uh, R&L Displays. R&L Displays creates beautifully handcrafted wooden firearm display kits that give you endless options to display your firearms in different ways. With an interchangeable magazine design, you can effortlessly go from a wall mount firearm display to a desk or table stand. Also now available are pistol display stands. All products are handcrafted in New York, USA. So remember, visit rndldisplays.com. Alright, so we are back. And uh, we are at 12 o'clock p.m. noon central time, which means we have one hour to go 
in today's show. So we still have 24 people out there in the audience. Four thumbs up out there on Facebook. Thank you very much. Just a reminder that we are out there on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And also available as a podcast, an audio podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. Just about all of them. Uh, I don't have a lot of traffic on there, but uh, if you can only catch part of the show and uh, you'd like to catch it all maybe on the road, you can do that. I put all my live streams out there as podcast, so uh, be sure and check that out if that's your thing. Michael Hurtnick is out there. Says hi hey, to everyone on the panel. Hi to you, Michael. Uh but yeah, RNL displays. Use code GizzardGary for fifteen percent off your order. And uh, Buck says you said that you got your patch for the gun stand was Amazon. Um, my uh, GizzardGary name patch. Yes, I did. I think there's a link to that. If you go into my description on YouTube, it's either in the, I think it's in the Gizzard Gary decor. There should be a link to where I ordered that. So uh, there's a company, several companies out there that make those name patches. Probably the same place Ozzy got his made or similar anyway. Um Let's see, we just got, oh, we got a couple couple things that were sent in. Uh, Misha just sent my work hat patch. So let's take a look at that. That's a nice, yeah, a nice little cool. patch. Nice and big. I like the idea of a leather patch on your head, too, because then you get, like, an extra layer of protection. Oh, yeah. Just in case something happens, you got some leather up there. So, Guns and Barbecue is back. Sorry, I had a wrong button. I was leaving messages in the private chat, and I was like, crap! And, yeah, having that leather up there is amazing. Like, if you're getting shot at by a sniper that's using 9mm, you're going to live every time. <laughs> that's true. Let me see if I can find that real quick. The leather will just catch it like a piece of foam, and then you can use that to figure out the ballistics of who was shooting at you. Exactly. <laughs> and then you pull out your slingshot, and that instantly doubles the lethality of the 9mm just by firing it with a slingshot. Well, of course, giving it that much more energy. Mm -hmm. catch, catch it with the leather and turn right around, take a slingshot, throw it back at him. Oh, my gosh. I think I finally found it. I've been looking forever for this thing. Yeah, that was that was from a company called Northern Safari, and I ordered it off Amazon. No, oh, I don't even have it. I thought this was a CD patch. I had this old patch from back in the day, but it's a war correspondent. Here, I put a link to that, uh, Buck. I put a link to that out there in the chat where I ordered that name patch, but you can get them in different colors. But that particular one was a 5-inch they call it a five-inch uniform ready fastener. So they're basically for, like, uniforms, like military uniforms and stuff like that. But you can you order them with a Velcro backing. You can use them for anything. So uh, 
Yeah, Northern Safari is the name of the company, and they sell on Amazon. So, I've got I've got some backpack patches that have my name on them and stuff like that too. I've got some one in green, and I've got a couple in orange. You talking about name tags? Yeah, some that's name another, tags. Yeah, check out the local shops for embroidery because that's a, name tags or something that a lot of different organizations, you know, for like. Uh, well, you can imagine all the different uniforms you've seen with a name tag, and that's that's basic. Like any embroidery machine, just about you can tell it letters, and it'll print out a straight line without right. any kind of extra software. So that's a basic. Uh, I guess I'm saying that's like a service that almost every embroidery shop will offer because it's a super thing, easy thing to sew up. So you might want to check local for that one too, and then you get it really fast. But if you're like me and you own about three or four different backpacks, <laughs> you could. You can put a lot of patches and stuff on backpacks too. Mm-hmm. So, range uh, bags, all kinds of stuff. Range bags, yes. Yep. Hats. If you got, I've got a five eleven hat that has a yep. Velcro on it. That's what I've wore to shot show and want a maker and everything. I've worn the heck out of that hat. I'm surprised I haven't worn the Velcro clear off of it. Heck, I got a couple of uh, new BDU shirts this summer that have. Uh, hook and loop on the sleeves. It's already pre-made just to slap some patches on. I was like, that's freaking awesome. I need some yeah. of that, yeah. But some of those patches, like that uh, black and white gun channels patch I have, have been removed and reapplied so many times. I'm amazed how often you can do that. And uh, they still work if you keep the Velcro clean. Uh it's pretty impressive how many times you can do that. And those those uh, gun channel patches have went everywhere. I mean, sometimes they'll come off your hat so you can get the, you know, the group picture with all the hands in it, with the patches in their hands like we used to do, the maker and stuff like that. I would usually bring some extras just in case somebody didn't have a patch because I own like nine different Gun channels patches, I think. Snob is back. I see. Hey, it's Snob. On touch. Yeah, I got a phone call, and I ended up calling Stacy. was on that phone call, and I was telling her about it. It rained in. I said, yeah, my coat got soaked. I said, I had to put it in the dryer twice, and I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Guess where my nice, good, expensive coat is? Oh, no. In a in dryer, the Airbnb. In, uh, oh, man. And broken bow, Oklahoma. Uh-oh. So, I called the dude that had the cabin. That we, you know, Airbnb'd it for him. I had the numbers. I called them. He's like, I was like, can you guys pay you to ship it back to me? He's like, well, where do you live? I told him, he's like, well, I just live in Sky Tip. He's at least a cabin. I was bringing it up, too, with him tonight. So I was meet you one day this week. I was like, that's even better. Nice. Well, he seems like a nice guy. Yeah, he said, he said, well, I was already over there and walked the cabin, make sure everything was good. I didn't even think about looking in the dryer. I said, yeah, but apparently I didn't either. <laughs> so Misha wants to know, is the Velcro aggressive enough to double as a toilet scrubber? I wouldn't know. <laughs> uh, let's see. Misha says, I heard back patch and thought I do too, but I don't think we're talking about back hair. No, we're not. 
Uh, Jacob says there are only there are also only so many times you can pull off Velcro items before it doesn't stick anymore. I know there's a limit. I don't worry about it too much. I got my patches to have fun with and use. So from time to time, they're going to get moved. They've been moved from one patch panel to another. They've been moved on to backpacks, hats, uh, range bags, you name it. So, yeah, Also, the question. question. There, there is a company out there that makes uh, patches with Velcro strong enough to use it as toilet scrubber. It's PSA. Amazing toilet oh. scrubbers. <laughs> wow. Well, they don't fall apart when you need them. <laughs> also, isn't uh, the artist formerly known as Budget Guns and Gear doing um, Leather Every Second Matters patches on his Etsy store, if I remember correctly? Or is that just... Uh, Leather rectangles with the with the design. I mean that's equivalent to the same thing. But yeah, I don't know if he's still got them up there, but he. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. I didn't know that. I may have checked that out. You've got them, just... G Webs. Well, not the leather ones. Uh, Budget's doing oh. a bunch of leather work and stuff, so he's like, "Hey, can I use that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." Oh yeah. Okay. So he, I don't know if he, I think he embosses or he pushes them on. It's not like a laser. Like some people buy a square of leather, but so Velcro on it and then shove it into a laser and zap it or what's that called? Etch it or whatever. Um, I think he's doing it with whatever that's called when you smush the leather. Embossed it. I don't know what that's called. Whatever it's called when you smush the leather. You know, you, Almost like a branding, isn't it? Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. You push it into the wet leather, whatever that's called. I think it's embossing. Is it? Okay. That sounds right. Yeah, it sounds right anyways. Branding is cooler because you get to use fire. Well, that's well, yeah, but you I brand it when it's still on the cow. <laughs> yeah, they'll do that with leather, won't they? To, to like, get a logo? Like, I've seen, isn't the Levi's thing, like, a branded? Back in the day, they just heat up metal. Everybody hates Levi's, so let's not forget, Levi's hates guns with a passion. They fund almost every anti-gun thing they can get their hands on. So yep. And, yeah, back in the day, they probably were, but now, whenever I see their jeans in the store, one, like, uh, a couple months ago, I was asking my mom to help me find a pair of shorts, and she hands me a pair, and I'm like, I just drop it. She's like, what's wrong with those? I say, that they say Levi. I was like, that's no bueno. She's like, well, I wish I had to explain that whole thing to her. She's like, well, that's disappointing. I was like, yeah. But um, now, it's just uh, ink. They, they don't even do embossing or branding, nothing. It's just ink. Silk screen or something cheap. No. Something. Ozzy said it's called stamping. There you go. Oh. What is embossing? Right? I'm not sure what that is. I like embossing better. <laughs> I, embossing I, don't know what embossing is, I think embossing is when you shove something into the stamp, like a different color or some material. You got to be yeah. careful of those people way. using mushrooms to do their stamping. Wow, wow. <laughs> this is what you get when you invite guns to the barbecue, Gary. I know. I know. It's a crapshoot, that's for sure. I'm just going to start branding all my cows with an Every Second Matters brand, and then Ooh. whenever they die, I'll just cut that piece of hide off of them, and then I'll have an Every Second Matters leather patch. Oh, that's, that's brilliant. brilliant. Does anybody ever do that with their brands, or is that a waste of time? Oh, I've seen people that have the brands where they cut them off a cow and hand them. 
That's kind of neat. I never thought about that. But yeah, that's literally a, a thing. How many brands do you think you could do to a cow before it becomes animal animal abuse? I know, we put our brand on it, and then we put a year on it. Just a one number for the year, because you basically know what the first number is going to be. You can tell yeah, by looking at the cow if she's, if she's over 10 years old. That cow could care less about five minutes after, right? Yeah. That price is pretty tough. Does they ball brand... more when you dehorn them than they do when you brand them. Does your brand say TGS or something like that? Or No, no. <laughs> it's a K with an N and, you know, kind of made out of okay. the same. The same uh, Misha the says, N- says nothing beats Snob's tramp stamp. I didn't know that about Snob. Trust me, if he had a tramp stamp, I would know. Don't ask me how I'd know, but I would know. Probably say <laughs> something like insert here. <laughs> I've seen that section of his anatomy. Let's put it that way. Uh, Tara says, I just posted a watch review with my cat going nuts. Galaxy Watch 5 with a Lola cat as my assistant. Interesting. I'll have to check that out. My wife uh, just texted me and said, I see you. Ozzy says, Mushrooms cost extra. LOL. Yeah, I'll bet they do. <laughs> you got the wrong crowd to be bringing stuff like that up in. Yeah. Uh oh. We just lost Snob. He's a black blob now in the chat. Silent, too. Oh well. Uh, G23 says, no one wants to know why you were looking at Snobby naked. He wasn't naked, just that part of him. Let's just say he was bent over working on something, and that part of his body was exposed. Uh, kind of like the plumber, you know, bent down to work on a sink and stuff like that. Use your imagination. Uh, Buck says, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. It needs to. Trust me, some of the stuff that happens in Vegas needs to stay in Vegas. Unfortunately, it comes back every year. Uh, be in Vegas again in January. Ozzy says, crack kills. It does indeed. But uh, 12.15 here in the central time zone, 45 minutes or so to go in the show. There's a pup dog. And Snob has returned. Yeah, for some stupid reason she calls. I have no clue why. She just texted me. I don't know why you thought you needed to call. She knew I was on the show. Eh, just because she could, I suppose. So, Guns and Barbecue, is that that thing that was just a pup a few months ago? Oh, heck, he still is. Uh, He'll be 10 months on the 1st. Wow. He grew fast. Oh, man. Like a bad (laughs) weed. Uh, Last time I weighed him, which was probably a month, month and a half ago, he was 75 pounds. Oh, Jesus. He's still got some room to go still. Wow. Finally starting to get into his big boy bark, which is really nice. Um. 
So, yep. And he, he's a really good dog. How fast can you go through a 20 pound bag of dog food? Um, actually, not too bad. Uh, I'd say it takes him about a, oh, probably about a month still. Uh-huh. Uh, give him two scoops in the morning, two scoops at night. And, uh, heck, there's some people that tell me, oh, that's too much. And I'm like, well, he's healthy. He's not, uh, you know, fat or anything. You know, he's just well built. You give him a bunch uh, of eggs that you get for nothing? What's that? You give him a bunch of those eggs you get for nothing? Every once in a while. Uh, I still normally go just buy a carton of eggs from the grocery store just because why give him my good eggs? Plus, the hens are starting to slow down right now because of... Oh, you're not swimming in eggs. No. I I had a hen get killed by a car because somebody just decided to hit it. And I say that because I I was outside right by the road when it happened. And they never stopped accelerating or anything. I'm like, well, that was purposeful. Um, then uh, I had one that just died. I don't, no reason, just found her under the tree. I was like, well, huh. Didn't look like she had hit by a car or anything. There was no feathers laying around, nothing. Just she's dead. I was like, well, that sucks. So I've, I've lost a couple this year. Um, I've got five more in the coop that just aren't to egg laying stage yet. So once they, uh, probably December, or January, they should start laying, but, um, we'll see what happens just because of the cold, um, with the winter months starting to close in on us, their egg production slowing down a little bit. So snob, how close to home are you? I'm in Grandmore. I'm on the north side of Grandmore. Yeah. I'll be there in a couple of weeks. I know Claremore fairly well. It'll be almost like going home. Get to see some people I haven't seen in a long time. Looking forward to Wanamaker. Uh, hopefully. To get up. Oh, I just going to say, hopefully some of you can get there, so... So we can meet up. I know Buck will be there. Ghost will be there. So Going back to eggs, have you ever heard of having quails? So that you get a bunch of quail eggs to have, and then they say that quails are quiet. They don't make any noise like chickens. Yeah, quail and duck, I've heard people uh, getting eggs from. I hear duck eggs are really good. But you don't know the difference in duck eggs and chicken eggs because we used to have ducks and chickens and just get all the eggs at once. Nobody ever can tell the difference. Well, if that's ducks, like ducks will make noise though. If you like live in a city in the backyard, like ducks will make more noise like chickens. Huh? Oh yeah, I've got two ducks and like I've mentioned before, my first duck that I had, he is a disabled duck. He doesn't quack real well. He's got that goofed up wing. He kind of walks funny. His beak's bent. He's blind in one eye. He, 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 how he... He's going to be a dick. He's handy capable though. It's true. Then I just got a bunch of mallards, uh, which, again, only one duck survived out of that group. I don't know what's with me and ducks, but uh, that mallard, he never shuts up. He is always quack and i'm like good golly but um yeah everybody's always like oh farm fresh eggs are uh richer and better flavor and everything than store-bought eggs i'm like i don't 
notice much like when they first started laying um i was like wow these are really rich that's a definite difference and now that they've been laying all the time i don't notice the difference between store-bought eggs and the eggs that they're laying and recently i've been what's that I was say, usually you get taller yolks and stuff on a farm fresh eggs. Yeah. Eggs yep. yep. Yeah, you got that for sure. Um, also, if you ever get used to, you know, cracking farm fresh eggs, don't go and then get store-bought eggs and try and crack them the same way because you're just going to make a giant mess. Because there for a while, I mean, I was getting half a dozen a day, um, but I eat, you know, 10 dozen eggs a month or so. And like I said, now that they're slowing down, I'm having to go and buy some eggs at the store again. So, but uh, there for a while, that's all I had was the eggs that they were making, which was great. And then uh, last month, I had to start getting some eggs from the store again, and went to crack one of those and just smashed it. I was like, "Shit!" So Rich White's out there, and he says barbecue is ableist against ducks. Wow. Uh, Tara says, I went to NEOVT Claremore, took diesel mechanics 30 years ago. Mike White says, I would love to live in the country. I don't know. Yeah, it is. I know it is. Mike White would love to live out in the country where he could have a bunch of critters. I went there 22 years ago or so for uh, auto body. Two shops down really? in a diesel shop. Cool. Well, see, you guys were pretty close together. Isn't that near the pedestrian underpass? <laughs> no, no. It's a little ways away. Somebody's got jokes. She, uh, Tara says, yes, between Claremore and Pryor. Yep. Mm-hmm. I knew it was. Is Claremore, one. is Claremore the town that had the F5 roll through it? The what? The F5 tornado roll through it a long time ago? No. No, more, dude. Katusa and more. Oh, more, okay. Well, both of them have more in it, you know. Mm-hmm. Claremore and more, I get it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they're a ways apart from each other. Yeah, Moore's down south of Oklahoma City. Bernie Sanchez is out there. Hi, Bernie. Good afternoon, folks, Bernie says. To be fair, though, it's very difficult for people that live in decently shaped states to keep track of all your panhandle angles and your weird locations. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I had to get off and get gas, get off the turnpike and get gas, so this Vertigris, you know, didn't think to get it on the turnpike, and uh, somehow or another I managed to drip gas all over my boot, so now I'm about to get a headache in here. Did you say Vertigris? Vertigree, yep. Vertigree is the way we pronounce that here, yeah. <laughs> it's Vertigris. It's Vertigris. I know the river here in Kansas is pronounced Vertigree. Yeah, but you guys also pronounce everything else wrong. It's literally vertigous. Are you talking about the Arkansas River? Yes, the Arkansas <clears throat> River. 
not in this state. <laughs> uh, the Scottish American is out there. Says howdy, y'all. And Scottish American has a show coming up later today. As does, uh, let's see, uh, Georgia Trapping and Fishing. Often has a live stream right after this one. I don't know if they do today or not. Um, the Foreign and Domestic with the Scottish American, 6 p.m. Central. And depending on whether or not they have a stream schedule for today, Locked and Loaded Latinos is Sunday afternoon, usually either 5 or 6 p.m. Central. And I don't know if Rich White is going to feel up to doing his show today. I know he's been under the weather, so he'll have to let us know whether he's going to do his show tonight or not. Probably hopefully, depends on he had time to fact check stuff. Hopefully he mm-hmm. is feeling better. That's true. Uh, Tara says, sister still is in Prior Creek. Rich White says, I am not doing a show. G23 might. Okay. What was that? I said, there's my wife. I didn't know she was in front of me. Oh, she's She's flipping me off. She's giving him the bird. Uh Uh-oh. What's she doing out on the road? Uh, you let her, went to Claremont or something. I don't know. You let her drive and stuff? Yeah, occasionally. How liberal of you? Mm-hmm. In her Jeep. Kind of the second cousin of my Jeep. So your Jeep and her Jeep could get married? Hmm, I don't think so. Too close a relation. Uh, well, that's true. It's Oklahoma. It's not like Alabama or West Virginia. But I believe they're the same model and same model year. It's kind of the inspiration of me getting mine, although I had driven a couple compasses before. But the snob getting his was kind of the inspiration for me getting mine. And he got the idea of CarMax. He actually sent me the link to the vehicle I ended up buying. So, so if Snob uh, jumps off a bridge, you're going to jump off the bridge too? Just because uh, I probably will. You probably will because <laughs> I just I bought a MacBook. What does Gary do? Goes out and buys a new MacBook. Yeah, I know. But I had a MacBook to start with, though. Yeah, and you've been saying you're going to upgrade forever. It just took me uh, pulling the trigger on it. Do people still say that to their kids all the time? Yes. Yeah, I knew all the time. <laughs> yeah, then I tell my kids, if anybody asks you that question, you say, yeah, it's called bridge jumping. If you knew anything about the interaction amongst us hens, we do tend to copy off each other quite a bit about, I bought this, now everybody has to have this. And we enable each other. We don't copy. Well, yeah, that's a different word for it, but yeah. You ought to buy one of these. I got one. Here. <laughs> we all... I've already we peer pressured one person and I'm going to peer pressure obnoxious and sergeant of the MacBook soon. We did all have the same phones until my friends all decided to upgrade. I still have that same phone. 
Oh, you have an upgrade. You are upgrading, though. It's it's supposed to be out for delivery tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Mystic says, "Speed up, jerk." Mm-hmm. I I'm, will as soon as all the cars move out of my way. I can wait on them. Misha says, "Did you mount a red dot on the side of your slide too, GG?" No, I didn't do that. I don't imitate everything. But uh, yeah, some things I will admit. This is one of the first times I think I ever inspired anybody to do anything, though. Most of the time, I'm kind of the outlier, and they make fun of me. For the longest time, it was like I was the lone person with a MacBook, and it's like uh, the rest of us have good Windows PCs, and you have a MacBook. I never dreamed that the gun snob would join me on the dark side. Oh, MacBook. I wanted a MacBook for a long time. I just wanted the expensive one, and it was too expensive for me. Ever since it came out, the M1 Pro came out, I wanted it. So a year or whatever. And to be honest, they put them on sale for $400 off, and that's kind of a yeah, no-brainer. Yeah, that's what sold it to me. It's like, yeah, if you're, ever gonna, if you're ever going to do it, now's the time. <laughs> well, I looked at it, what, a week before, and I was like, oh, I wanted it so bad. I sat there and played on it while we were waiting at Best Buy on Stacy's phone to get the screen pigs, and that's what really sold me on it. And then I go, you know, go on there to look at a stupid little SanDisk thing for my phone to transfer footage to my computer was all I was going on Best Buy for, and it pops up on the home screen of Best Buy that it's on sale for $400 off. I was like, I hate you, Best Buy. I hate yeah. you. And you put that link in the chat, and I said, really? <laughs> That's an old crap. Well, that was cheaper than I could buy the Amazon renewed one. Yeah. And I think, because I told a buddy of mine about it, uh, I had lunch with him on Friday, and now he's really thinking of buying one, too. He wanted to know how long the sale was for. I said, well, Best Buy says it's till the end of the year, but it'll probably be while supplies last, because I'm pretty sure they're trying to get rid of the uh, older model ones, because Apple's getting ready to release a new MacBook, but... Well, that, that Apple rep that was at Best Buy that Saturday literally told me, he said, don't get in a giant hurry because the M2 Pro chip is coming out. And he said, it's really not going to be that much different than this for what you want it for. Because I'm telling him what I was doing with it. He said, but these will probably be put on a really good sale shortly. Yeah, he wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong. He did. He made it sound like it would be a month before they went on a really good sale. So I'm really ticked if they go to them like twelve hundred dollars in a few days. Rich White says, "Take four hundred dollars off, and you're still overpaying for a MacBook." Eh, you get what you pay for. Uh, Misha says, "Jokes on all Apple users. They contain Samsung parts. Well, just about every computer does." Uh, Samsung supplies a lot of parts to the computer industry, period. So, yeah, they might fight with each other, but they buy stuff off of each other, too. So, uh, but as far as whether it's worth it to you, depends on your experience. I've been using MacBooks for years. I like the way they work. And, uh, if that's what you like, you should get one. If you'd rather have a Windows PC, you should get one of those too, I suppose. 
GearReport.com. Jeff is out there. What's up? Speaking of someone who'll never spend money on a computer. Yeah, we need to get him. He's probably still using a Commodore 64 to edit video on. We could get him to upgrade to a new MacBook Pro. Yeah. (laughs) We'll send you a link. (laughs) But they haven't came down on Amazon that low. Mm-mm. And uh, Ben's it was the best buy, and there's a best buy an hour away from me. It's like I have a day off. They're on sale. I'm driving an hour and going to get one. I don't know how my wife was just in Claremore at Walmart, and now she's pulling in the Dollar General. She forgot something. She's going to make you some lunch. I'm going to hold my breath on that one. Uh, Jeff says MacBook. Mm, no, <laughs> he's still using like an iPhone three. Probably, he is. Wow, I don't uh, really like a five S or something crazy old. Now, Rich says MacBooks are nice. I've used them, but won't buy at the prices Apple wants. Uh, get a used one. Misha says, if you're old and want to just use computer as a computer, Apple is great. If you want to customize your PC, Windows is better. Uh, all depends on what you want to do with it. Uh, to me, if you're wanting to do production stuff, video, photos, etc., Apple's kind of tailor-made for that. So. Uh, Jeff says, sadly, I have an iPhone XR. I had one of those up until this spring. We just lost Snob. Uh-oh. Again. <laughs> Must have got a call. I did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's back. Five phone calls there this morning. This afternoon. So Ozzy says, I just got a new Gateway Chromebook two weeks ago. Hmm. Uh, Jeff says, I have an iPhone XR, but I prefer Android. Family members keep giving me iPhones. Yeah, I got this one here. Just got it. Scottish American says, Apple products can be difficult to use, but I'm not tech savvy. Yeah, that makes sense. To me, I don't work, and I have to help people configure their phones out there to get on the internet and stuff out at work and I'm lost when somebody hands me an Android it's like you're going to have to get me there because I don't know how to navigate the menus on this you got uh, an old iPhone that you've lost the code to turn it on is there any way to get past that to figure it out yeah you'd have to call Apple or take it to an Apple store yeah, I think the Apple store can do it for you if it's, yeah, if it's in your account Yep. But uh, and they're usually one thing about Apple—they're pretty—they're pretty good at privacy, though. Like if it's not, like if it's like say something that got stolen and signed into somebody else's iCloud, then you ain't getting it. Nope. 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 And they're pretty good about just not giving away your stuff as far as opening phones and stuff for stuff. Yeah, I've never had any problem with them, and their tech support, I had to call them one time because I was having trouble getting, I was doing a family plan on the iCloud, 
and I couldn't figure out how to get it to work. So I called them, and uh, they walked me right through everything and made it I'll pretty. I think who has the best tech support of anyone I've ever dealt with, and that is Adobe. My premiere wasn't working when I got my new Windows PC that I had a video on or that I was using. I couldn't get my Adobe to work with it. And the guy came, you know, I called him, talking to him about it. And he basically said, well, it's not, you know, anything to do with Adobe. It's some setting you've changed in your computer or whatever. Yeah. Anyways, he's like, but, you know, do this, this, and this. Send me a link. He sends me a link. I do it. I'm on the phone with him the whole time. He comes over and takes over my computer, you know, and does it all, fixes it on my, you know, fixes my screw up on my end for me. I'm like, well, that's pretty helpful. Instead of just telling me, you know, hey, you screwed this up here on your own. Yeah. You know, out of their way to fix it. And I had not even walked me through it. They just took over my computer remotely and fixed it. So that was even better. Of course, he probably knew I was some dumb hokey and couldn't figure out how to do it anyways. <laughs> so, uh, Jeff says, why is the gun snob so mean? He's mm-hmm. not mean. He's a pussycat. Jeff knows I'm not mean. Uh, Rich says, my HP 2-in-1 with Ryzen 5 5625U was on sale at Best Buy for half off during back-to-school sale. It's an $800 laptop that they wanted $400 for. It's all aluminum shell. Wow. So, uh... Scottish American said, tried all kinds of editing programs, but I do not have hours to learn the damn things. I work too damn much. But one does what one has to do in this day and age. That's true. Yep. Ozzy said, got the laptop two weeks ago, then I broke my phone last week. Been a rough couple weeks on the wallet. Yeah. <laughs> Biggest thing that I ran into here recently was uh, the relationship between Apple and uh, Android. There is no relationship. So, trying to recover your information that's on the cloud with a Android phone, you're not going to do it. Nope. That is a major hassle. Apple's got a great ecosystem, but it's almost, it's so much easier if you have everything Apple. That's the reason I have one of the MacBooks. There's so many benefits to having it all in their ecosystem as much as I hate it having to be that way. But yeah. iPhone does not play as well with a Windows computer by far as it does. No. With and I, I decided I'm going to start recording with this 14 Pro. That's why I got it, doing a lot of my video with that. And that was the main seller on the MacBook because I could airdrop it to the computer to edit, not have to transfer it via one of those drives and record and all that. I don't want a little lightweight computer that was smaller for traveling, a little shotgun and stuff. I don't know anything about that airdrop stuff. No idea. Now, Rich says those Chromebooks cost as much as a Windows laptop anymore. The days of them being the budget option are dying. That's true. I'll tell you what, the Chromebooks, way back, when, you know, before I did YouTube, we had me and Stacey both had Chromebooks, and I loved them. Things. They were super fast if you're just doing internet stuff. Right. Great. Now, Jeff says Apple has a captive ecosystem. I detest that. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Misha I did too, Jeff. I did too. 
Misha says, I'm so Google whored out, I might as well take it from Google, to be fair. Well, they're not much better. <laughs> no, <laughs> They're not much better in between, you know, YouTube and Gmail. It's all kind of tied together and stuff like that. Mm. And then they allow you to sign in to other things using their sign-ons, but then you've got all your apps tied together. Yeah. It's a pain in the butt. So I know what you're saying. So 1240, 20 minutes to go in the early bird chat. Uh, Still have 20 people out there. I'm sorry, what would you say? I said I'm almost home. I'm fixing to get out here pretty soon. About two more minutes. I love my can and all my stuff. Where are you going? Going home. I gotta unload my can off the trailer. Oh, unload. Okay, I got you. I got you. Okay, so uh, like I say later on today, don't forget about uh, Georgia trapping and fishing if they do a live stream after this. Uh, Locked and Loaded Latinos, maybe uh, Foreign and Domestic on the Scottish American channel. Uh, know this week unloaded on the Unloaded Media channel tonight. So, uh, that's not happening. The crazy uh, Scotsman should do this week reloaded since they talk about reloading all the time anyways. And I never thought about that. That's not bad. Uh Woods is out there, and he says, I'm in Washington State, so if I don't use Windows, Gates sends people. I'm also required to buy overpriced coffee, or they kick me out. Yeah, that's probably true. They can't smell the Starbucks on you. They look at you like an outsider. Hey, Woods, I'm going to buy one of your patches if you're selling them. There you go. Ozzy says, this Chromebook will do what I need, but I haven't tried joining in a panel yet. I imagine it would work. It should work fine for that. Probably. I've used them before for that way back Video editing is where it's going to get tough. That's something I've got to learn. I, I really want to get into that. The nice thing about having, and it may be this way on Androids too, but on Apple devices you have I use iMovie, which is a free app that is on the MacBook, and they also have a version of it on the phones and on the iPads, too. So, And they all talk to each other? Yeah, you can do like video editing on any of your devices. The MacBook version is a little bit more detailed. But... but you could take a picture on your phone, take it into an editor, fiddle with it, and go, no, not quite, and then send it to your computer, edit it the rest of the way, send it back to your phone, and upload it to wherever. Yep. Yes, you can. Hmm. You can do I all. think that's the one I just downloaded last night for a edit of iMovie. I'd have to look at it. But... So I if may have to give you a call or two to find out how to use that thing. <laughs> My suggestion is use whatever's free. Like Windows has something right. similar and, and you can get a free app. There's you know options out there for free things on your phones. So start with something because the ed- the What's the word? Like the motions you go through as an editor are the same no matter what the software is. It's effectively like the old days. You would take the film strip and lay it down, take a razor blade and cut out some frames, tape them back together, take some frames from another movie and splice them in, 
every once in a while you put two layers of film on top of each other to get like a superimposed image type of thing. Sometimes you can pull out the green screen background. Like those kind of things mm. are the same in pretty much every software package. The difference is how efficiently they deal with large files and the, some of the extras. And, you know, the transitions get fancier yeah. and different little things. So if you want to just get started, I recommend getting started wherever you're at now for free. And then if it's something you dig, if you like it, then consider asking people who use the different flavors of options, what's the differences between them. But then you'll have a, a vocabulary. You'll know, like, you know, what what it is about video editing you like or you're looking for kind of thing. Now, audio editing is very similar as far as that goes, because I have to edit audio for my podcast. And usually when I do like the early bird chat, I take the national anthem off the front of it, mainly because, not because it's copyrighted, because it's U.S. Army Band, but it's long, and I doubt if podcast listeners want to listen to the entire national anthem being played. But I usually just put a short intro on the front of it, and then I put a short, uh, at the end, I put kind of a, I do a, uh, I dub in some voiceover on my uh, exit music. So uh, kind of a summary of the podcast, you know, how to contact the channel and stuff like that. So there's a little bit of audio editing that you have to do. And it's like you say, there's bits and pieces if there's a a spot in the audio you want to take out, you can do that. And uh, so yeah, I'm gonna, uh, I got to jump out. Thanks for hosting and thanks yeah. for the this week. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for being here. Have a good week, everybody. You too. Yeah, Rich White about? says you can edit video on a Chromebook. They use the Play Store and they have editing software on there that isn't too bad. I've played with one on my phone. Now, Woods says, what's that? You leaving? Okay. Uh, Woods says, I've never had more than 10. Angelina made them as proof of concept. She was going to make an angry Care Bear line. If I had more, I'd send you one, Snob. Uh, Misha says, I like Chromecast. My smart TV can connect to my phone, and I can play stuff from the phone on my TV. All right. Well, it is 12.47. Still have a few more minutes to go. I know everybody's starting to peel off and do people on the central and eastern time zones are in the afternoon. Mountain time zone's getting pretty close to it. So uh, lunchtime, the time to do stuff out there. Rich White says, I still don't have a snob patch. Uh, I can hook you up, Rich. Uh Hit me up after the shows. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, everybody's starting to wind down and get ready for their uh, daily routine. And uh, that's fine. That happens every Sunday when we do this show. We start in the, oh, I call it the early bird chat, but I don't know if nine o'clock in the morning local times what I'd really consider early, but it's early enough for me because I stay up late on Saturday night. So, yeah. uh, 9 o'clock, I get up at 7.30 to do this show. Ah. And uh, on a night where I'm going to stay up way past midnight, I'm lucky if I get five or six hours sleep. Yeah. So, uh, 
Uh, Misha says West Coast, also known as Best Coast. It's not quite 11 a.m. That's true. At least the time is, anyway. Chris Lang says, I had a video pulled from YouTube because of copyright. I was singing over a free karaoke song I don't understand. Yeah, yeah I, I think guess. those karaoke songs sometimes still can get you a copyright violation. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how all that works. I'm not an expert on it. They've been pulling some And here at the last minute, we had... Here at the last minute, we have SS SS Pond showed up out there. Stan, always good to see Stan. I'll actually see Stan in a couple weeks at Wanamaker. 31st thumbs up, he said. Yeah, I always always enjoy visiting and seeing Stan. Uh, He's a good guy. Uh, Misha says, I got off work at 5.30 a.m. this morning, so I've gotten about three hours of sleep. Wow. Oh. Well, I'm glad you were able to get up and spend some time with us today. Also, 223DMR just jumped in out there on the YouTube site. Stan says, see you in Tulsa. Indeed you will, sir. Indeed you will. So uh, I'm really looking forward to Wanamaker. Uh, wish I could get there. Closer and... <laughs> yeah, I wish you could one of these days. Rich White says anyone can file a copyright claim. Try to dispute it and see what happens. It doesn't mm. cost you anything. It doesn't hurt you in any way. Uh, 223DMR just got back from church. So, uh, yeah, got lots of, lots of things happening out there. I know some of us may be watching the sports ball today. I don't know. I know it's not everybody's thing, but I don't even know when my team plays. Ozzy probably does. Uh, he's also a Chiefs fan, so he might know that stuff. Buck would know, but, uh. We'll find out here. Let's see. Uh, hmm. Looks like maybe they are on a bye week. Hmm. I do not see. I do not see a Chiefs game on the schedule today. So, oh well. It's not that big a deal. I'll have other things to do. So anybody got any last-minute things they want to throw out there in the chat real quick? We've got maybe nine minutes to go or so. So we've had a good chat today about lots of different things. We talked about patches. Everything else. Let's see. Yeah, that was two people talking to each other. Stan says, Gary, anything on the radar in Tulsa? Uh, not this year, really. Last last time I did, this year I really don't have anything in particular I'm coming for. I'm just looking forward to uh, being there and visiting everybody. But if I see anything that strikes my fancy, you know, uh, 
I'm open to it. Um, Jeff wants to know, is everyone booked for shot flights, rooms, etc.? I know in my group, we all are. We all have our Airbnb booked. We all have our flights booked. And uh, I actually picked up a new suitcase yesterday. So I've got my case so I can legally carry my firearm on the plane in the baggage and I've got the proper case and the locks and all that stuff so that's all taken care of it's just basically packing up and going now well uh Misha said this year what's that indie this year um NRAM is is. shot shows in Vegas oh Vegas okay yeah, shot shows always in Vegas anymore. Oh, okay. The NRAM moves from year to year. Uh, Misha says, I wish I could watch anything on the TV, but sadly there was a fire last night that damaged fiber optic lines that created an outage with the Internet. Hmm. Uh, 223DMR says, are you getting any rain today, Gizzard? i looking right now. I don't think so no no rain today uh let's see looks like a high of 66 not bad so yeah high of 66 low of 51 so not too bad uh ozzy says chiefs are off today titans next sunday night Uh, Chris Lang says, never uploaded YouTube Studio. That's not an upload. That's just a page out there on YouTube. You don't have to upload it or anything. Yeah. Uh, if you go to your YouTube and click on your logo, you should see Creator Studio. There in the upper right-hand corner. That's how you get to that. And you've got different creator tools and stuff like that out there for your channel. Everybody who has YouTube should have access to Creator Studio. Yeah, I do. It takes a while to learn how to navigate it, but once you do, there's some pretty neat things you can do on there. So, uh, yep. All right. 12.55. We're getting close. I know we had a late start today, so I apologize. We won't do that next week because I'm not on call next weekend. So should right. not be happening. I'm still subject to that for another six weeks or so until I retire. Then we won't have to worry about that anymore. There you and go. I'm on call anymore every other weekend. And uh, I've been lucky. I haven't had a lot of calls while during the show, it happened very rarely, but today I've had two of them, so some mornings are like that. Uh, I really don't have much control over it, so uh, anyway, <clears throat> anybody got anything else going on out there they want to throw out there at the last minute? Because if not, maybe everybody's ready to leave. I don't know. Uh, Bjorn is out there. I'm not going to try to pronounce the last name because I'm sure I'll butcher it. But I know his name is Bjorn. Welcome. 
I've uh, met him in the chats a few times now. 223DMR said, my team played yesterday in one. Ozzy says, I lost all my videos when my old phone died. They couldn't transfer anything. That's no oh, fun. Oh, man. That sucks. Uh, Stan says, covered the AC unit and swept the chimney. Ready for the winter. Uh, Misha says, I got a last-minute email. Alrighty. Uh, don't forget, next week, uh, Foul Territory, of course, is on Friday nights at uh, 9 p.m. Central, right here on this channel. Panel discussion. We have a good time on uh, Foul Territory. And again, Sunday morning, the early bird jet, same time, 9 a.m. Central. So, uh, Look forward to seeing everybody each and every week. I really appreciate everybody coming in to spend part of their Sunday with us on the early bird chat. It's a nice way to uh, spend some time together, just kind of talk about what's on our minds and just have a pleasant discussion. And especially for people like Single Shot or the Gun Snob who are both on the road today, a good way to pass the time. So, uh, and I just got an email from Misha. So it's uh, a last-minute email, he says. Uh-oh. <laughs> this is a good one, too. And it says, When wives have to admit they're wrong and apologize. Yeah. <laughs> you get a woman to... Number one, admit they're wrong. Number two, apologize. You're very lucky. I don't know if that's true about all of them, but uh, it's definitely true about a lot of them. That's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. And then oh, we've got this one. Man. This is a repeat from the Friday night show. So let's go ahead and show that. He says, me spying on the new neighbors to make sure they aren't weirdos. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Hope they're not looking back, but they might be. <laughs> Ozzy says, I will see you at 10 Friday. I work 2 to 10. Uh, 223 DMR says, Georgia beat Florida. Uh, Chris Lang says, email alert. Let's see. Did I miss anything else out there? Hmm. Oh, yeah. I got this from Chris Lang earlier. I apologize. I just now saw it out there. He was talking about uh, the liquor and guns all together in one store. There it is right there. <laughs> oh, Bottle and bag. Liquor and guns. Uvalde, Texas. Wow. <laughs> Life is your party. That's pretty good. <laughs> <clears throat> I like that. All right. So it is 12.59. Single shot, you got anything coming up, buddy? Oh, not really right now. Now I've got uh, things rearranged here a little bit financially, so we're going to try to uh, get a little bit more stuff done. I did release a uh, video on Rumble, under Daywolf, uh, 
That's the uh, handle on on uh, rumble. And it turned out okay. So it's not upside down. <laughs> I could not figure out why those were doing that on my tablet. And son of a gun, the two that I posted on there, the foolish things turned out upside down. So I guess I can't use my tablet for rumble. Uh-oh. And I'm also trying to work on audio for it as well. I haven't found anything that works for the audio for that yet. So keep posted. And uh, I want everybody to have uh, a good weekend the rest of the weekend. Be safe. Take care. God bless. America moves by truck. Yes, for now. Sir. For now, anyway. Yeah, thank you for joining us, as you often do on a Sunday. Appreciate you being here. Guns and Barbecue has jumped back in at the last minute. Uh, Do you have any plugs or anything you would like to lay down for us before we go off the air here? Oh, heck, I'm sure I could come up with something. Um, Sorry about dropping out like that, Gizzard. My daughter was brought over from her mother's because, you know, kids don't listen. And, yep, so I get to be the heavy. Uh, So, um... Actually, I'm going to be doing a bunch of work out in the chicken coop. I uh, might actually film what I'm doing out there. i uh, got to get it ready for the winter and whatnot. So I'm uh, going to be working out there. So maybe look for a video tomorrow at the coop or something. I don't know. Um, other than that, I'll have a show Tuesday. I don't know about Wednesday or Thursday. But uh, we're starting a new book for the book club. I don't remember off the top of my head. What it is, I think it's called Armed in America, if I remember correctly. Um, so if anybody wants to read that, it's actually a pretty large book. I think it's like 550, almost 600 pages. I was like, oh, crap. Um, wow. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be a big one. Um, so, but I've been really enjoying doing that series. Uh, be cool if other people, I mean, if they got the free time and, like to read or anything, you know, maybe it's something they can join in on. We have an open panel for it once a month uh, where we discuss the book and, you know, just try and learn something from a book that's hopefully two-way. Boy, once I get retired, I'll have more time to read and stuff like that. I'll definitely be joining in on that. Oh, I look forward to that, Gizzard. Oh, yeah. So uh, you be doing your stuff on this channel or on your other channel? Um... I'm going to start uh, getting some stuff out on the No Fear 2A News channel uh, here in the next couple of weeks. I, I've Since I took a deep dive into that photography stuff, um, when I realized, I was like, oh, crap, I can see again by looking through this uh, camera viewfinder. Um, I mean, to an extent, obviously, but... Uh, I just took a giant deep dive into photography, which was like exact same time I started that channel. Terrible timing. Um, But that deep dive is finally subsiding where I've learned uh, like all the beginner's points that I need to. And uh, so I'll I'll start work back on that. uh, No fear to a news channel here very shortly. All but right. the the coop video will be on my regular channel. All right. Well, we will look for that stuff. And of course, thank you for being on the panel. Uh, 
<clears throat> thanks to everybody who was on the panel today. We've had quite a few on here. Smeggy, the gun snub, uh, gun websites. Hopefully I haven't missed anybody. Uh, had a good show today. So thanks for everybody for watching out there on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And for the people who commented out there in the chat, as always, for being an active part of the show, I appreciate that. And a special thanks to everyone who supports me as a YouTube channel member. Thank you so much for your support there. So don't forget, once again, uh, next weekend, uh, Foul Territory, Friday night, 9 p.m. Central. Uh, Early Bird Chat, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Central, all here on the Gizzard Gary YouTube channel. So uh, everybody have a safe and pleasant Sunday. And remember, as I always end all my shows by saying that if anyone tries to infringe on your right to keep and bear arms, give them the bird. Have a safe and pleasant Sunday. This is Gizzard Gary, and we will talk to you next time. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Early Bird Chat is a production of Gizzard Gary Productions and is streamed live every Sunday at 9 a.m. Central Time on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and later released as an audio podcast on most popular podcasting applications. For more information, visit our website at gizzardgary.com.